It's the movie review that goes longer than fucking Robin Shoes Pants. It's Mortal Kombat 1995 Part 2. This week on Nothing Good. Gentlemen, we are here for part two of Mortal Kombat 1995. Ah! We are part two of this movie review. How we got here, I'm not even 100% sure, but we're here. Sans um, one person. Yeah, Jackie uh, will not be joining she us was, for the second She was a, had enough of our shenanigans. But we appreciate her joining us here. Yes, for it, sure. There was too much Robin Shoe for her to handle. And I, I think she had to just go take care of it. Spoiler gonna... alert, she said she'd watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. We never heard from her again. We never did. No. No. They, they they say that if you close your eyes, you can still hear her regretting that decision. <laughs> yeah. Legend has it. <laughs> but we're here. Mortal Kombat Part 2. God, did you think this would be a two-parter? Kind of. You kind of thought about I, it? I, we've done this enough now. That I know. There's only been one movie episode. That's gone. I think, yeah, one movie episode that was a, a single part, and that was Children of Men. It's because we didn't know better. Yeah, it was our first real episode. Yeah, it was. Still our most popular episode. Well, because it's fucking amazing. That movie's so fucking good. Yeah. Dave, how do you feel about Children of Men? Well, yeah. if I can if I can first uh, just say I still have yet to leave your basement. So um, <laughs> I've been here for weeks. I have not I have not showered in a month. That's fine. <laughs> um, it's, things are really you're, certain. You're, you're surviving only on eating your own Fermunda cheese. I'm ripe. At this point, yes. So if I could just request, just let me go upstairs for about ten minutes and shower. No, I really. Pre- request the nines. All right. Request the nine. But well, um, Children of Men is a phenomenal piece of cinema. It is. Um, I remember seeing that film, and uh, a friend, a, a mutual friend of ours, a roommate of myself and and Herb, uh, our good friend Aaron Steinberg, who I know is also a, a frequent listener of the podcast. Um, I remember like immediately hugging him after I watched that movie. You just need a, that's what I thought. You need a hug after that movie. That movie's intense. Yeah. You know, um, just just you're you're so in that zone at the end of that film when when this the the shit just breaks down and he's trying to get the child out. Ah, so it's good. So fucking good. And I have such a hard on for Alfonso Cuarón. Mm-hmm. Like such a hard on. Um, even since that, like Azkaban in a you know. 50 feet away from a school hard on kind of for Alfonso Cuaron. It's 500 yards. It's not that I know oh. that from experience. Yeah. Um, but Children of Men just really solidified that. And then, of course, I've I've been a big fan of his work uh, so even good. since. He's so good uh, and is worth all the accolades that he gets. Um, but uh, Children of Men is phenomenal. It's a great, it's a great film. It says a lot. That episode is available in our archives. Yes, episode two, which is really episode one. Yeah, it's the first real thing we talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a cinema masterpiece. But you know what's not a cinema masterpiece? Mortal Kombat. This (laughs) fucking movie. So why don't don't we just jump right back into it, guys? You ready? Please, let's. So where do we leave off? What was the last thing we talked about? So, uh, 
they come up out of that weird looking fight scene uh, where there was Goro's Buffet and, right. and it's against generic red shirts. Can we shirts. open a restaurant and just call it Goro's Buffet? I'm sure it already exists. There has to be a market for that. God, yeah. Goro's there's, Buffet. There's parts of the world where copyright infringement isn't a thing. It's like and Texas State Brazil, like but it's Goro's yeah, Buffet. It oh my God, yes. Just meat. It's red. just turkey legs. Just turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of toddler arms slicing <laughs> random meats at you. Not sure yes. what to do. <laughs> but they come out of fighting that area with Raiden telling them that they have to win the tournament yes. and that Shang Tsung's got a lot going on and that he's he's pulled all the strings to try to win this for his emperor. And we get a little bit more exposition about why this is a thing, but ultimately completely unnecessary. Completely. Because we're all just fucking waiting for the fighting to start yeah, at this and, point. And we life. really haven't had fighting in and it's it's a whole movie based on a, a fighting video game. And we're a solid 45 minutes into this movie. I think, and we've had one point. fight scene and we just got past and it. And we just got past the first yeah. fight scene. And yeah. And I also have to say with that fight scene, I like the tag team between, I believe it was Johnny Cage and Sonya, where they're fighting. He throws, or maybe it was Liu Kang and oh, Sonya. Oh, no, it was Johnny Cage was Johnny and Cage. Sonya, yeah. for sure. Well, I guess probably a lot of that movie is tag teaming between Johnny Cage and Sonya. Uh, that, may be a that might be a different Mortal Kombat movie that <laughs> I watched. Yeah. What, what, what uh, website did you find that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the website that will soon own Netflix. Ah. Uh, so. But... Yeah, and where he just kind of throws the henchman, and she's got the the clothesline set. You know, yep. Jones, you know my you know my love of clothes. I know lines. you like double clotheslines. I'm a huge fan of double clotheslines. Who lines. isn't really a fan of double? If you're not, double you should be are badass. Yeah, right. But then she's just holding that pose, and and the, the dude has no business getting knocked out by this. But he no, does. not at all. No, no. But that's but it still happens. Um, and I think it's it's really interesting. So that that whole scene, the when we just passed, I just want to make one more note. Those Outworld guys do love the pose, mm-hmm. and I can't help but think that that was part of the interview process to be a part of the Outworld army. Like Shang Tsung is like, so I want an army to go to Earth, pose for me, and then they strike a pose. Wait, yeah! can, can I for a second? We're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit to the archives here for this because yeah. I when I uh, I'm trying not to do it. But, but I have to because I'm is trying real. not this, to this do it, real, just... right? Right, because you already know what I'm gonna fucking say, you yeah. son of a bitch. So when I like impersonate Splinter here, you go, let's not so so much racist because he's a rat. He's not really a fucking person. But you've in, you've impersonated Shang Tsung like 18 times but already. But I'm not doing it well. <laughs> is that better or worse, I, Noah? That's that's <clears throat> for society and prospective employers to decide. <laughs> I'm just Not saying. I. When I when I was like impersonating an animatronic fucking rat, <laughs> you, you did so good though. Bit. But the whole there's a, so much more racism in Ninja Turtles that than there is. is in Mortal Kombat. And all of it's but, isolated with Johnny Cage anyhow. Yes, so. If take Johnny Cage out, there's no racism in this movie because it's mostly Asian people fighting other Asian people. Johnny Cage shows up and it's just kind of racist to everybody. Yeah. But not for the whitewashed Raiden that we have played by Christopher. <sighs> now, to be but, fair, Raiden like is a god. He can be whatever he wants to be. Christopher. <laughs> you hear that, don't you? You can't unhear it. Lambert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yes. we have the posing. Now, this, I, I just I just want to point out one last thing. because about this, this one fucking fight? About this scene. 
one last thing about the scene that we covered in the in the previous episode. Stay tuned for part uh, three, possibly, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Uh, it was at this point that I noticed something, mm-hmm. and I, upon reviewing this film for the movie, I completely rewound the movie over again and watched it again to this point mm-hmm. because I heard the Mortal Kombat theme again at that fight scene. Yeah. And so. I went back to the beginning of the movie, and I decided to count all the times they say or sing the phrase Mortal Kombat. Mm. And at this point in the movie, immediately after this scene, we're at 32. That's pretty fucking... I was wondering what the count was in your notes. 32. 32. So, what you're saying is, is that the script that was written for this movie was... Fight scene, no exposition, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> another possible fight scene, slight exposition, end credits. Yes, pretty much. I I, I would Not love to actually. Have... That's way more fight scenes than there are in the actual movie. That's also true. Yeah, uh, I never really paid attention to that. I, I there were a lot of things about the movie where I realized they were they were horse. You know, they were kind of like shoehorning. Mortal Kombat video game phrases into it. Yes. Mm, there's one um, in particular. Flawless victory. When it's not a fucking flawless no, victory. No, it wasn't anything. It yeah, it was one hit. Me. Wait a minute. They butchered that minute. term multiple they times. Did, they did, especially at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. But, like, there, yeah, like, do we not understand the idea of what flawless Not even the context in that it's used in the game, <laughs> but you're saying a word in English. Do we know what that word means? <laughs> Flawless means without fucking flaw. Yeah. If you got hit. With no blemish. No. No. That's barely a victory. I'm going to say I'm going to say There's it. only one false victory, and it's the first fucking time he says it with Sub-Zero yeah. and that fucking it, schmuck. It, with all and the fucking. It. And then he it, proceeds to fuck it up the rest of the it's, movie. It's, it's 30 seconds of the four and a half minutes Sub-Zero actually has screen time in this movie. Yeah. They Yes. They, they, I bet you they told uh, Shang Song, they're like, so every time you say Flawless Victory, he's like sponsored by some, oh my God, <laughs> Flawless go. Victory is a restaurant in the Outworld, right? And that's his sponsor content. <laughs> Flawless Victory, try the ribs. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much the TGI Fridays of Outworld. Oh my God, oh, that's no. so fucking good. It's all, Jack, it's all Jack Daniels chicken and shrimp <laughs> is what's going on in Remember fun. back in the day when you went to Fridays and that food wasn't bad? Oh Because I don't. No, I don't. You found shaded Fridays. I, was, I don't. I was, I was gonna go ahead and see. Oh yeah, back in like high school when I used to go there, like after like on Friday nights, like after Who shit was you're done. An adult. I was like, oh, this is great. There's a lot of like people standing around while Penn's game is on, trying to blend in with everybody. Yeah, yeah. just me and my uh, and my friends from high school, just kind of sitting around and just getting you know the Jack Daniels wings back when they <laughs> they didn't suck. Yep, 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 yep. That's Fridays. Fridays is one of those weird restaurants. Because I now, once as an adult, or even when I first saw Office Space, can't look at Fridays ever again. You know, what's that? What's Because uh, basically what Tchotchkes, Tchotchkes. is uh, like a Fridays-like mm-hmm. place. And then you got Super Troopers where they reference, what's that place with all the bullshit on the walals? Shenanigans. Uh, mean shenanigans. shenanigans. That's right. Oh. No. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, that's all, all the... Then I realized that Fridays is one of many bullshit 
restaurants with stuff on the wall that all serves Max and Hermes food. You know, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, if you are, no if you are, down quite like that, if, if you true. are tuning in from Germany or Peru, Max and Irma's is a regional restaurant very similar to that of TGI Fridays. Yes, uh, it. But whereas you have TGI, and then Fridays, you have Max, and of course, inevitably, Irma. All of the food is tasteless. Very tasty. Not the tortilla soup, though. I will throw the tortilla soup up there against Max, anything. Max and Irma's, we've reached the point in the podcast where we're all hungry and we're talking about food. Max and Irma's used to have these cheese skewers. Did you ever have those? The yes. Yeah. Oh, that I was the those. only I, thing that they that they <clears throat> came at it with I, uh, so hard. And I, to this day, sometimes I'm in traffic <laughs> and I pass where a Max and Irma's used to be. And I start trying to work out the science as to how you could lightly toast, lightly toast or bread the edge of a cube of cheese to where it's solid on the outside, but melty on the inside. And then you fucking kebab it. And it's that fucking good. I've uh, I've been known to run a train on those cheese skewers. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I thought those cheese skewers run a train on me. <laughs> I just lay there on the table, uh, spread out, uh, and then I look over my shoulder and there's just skewer after skewer and they're looking seedier as they get on just, here. And then at the end you're like, weren't you the first one? Oh, he's bringing it around. It's like the serpent that eats itself to end the world. <laughs> it is, it's the human centipede I just went Norse mythology. Norse mythology on bit. running the train with Max and Irma's cheese skewers. On a, an episode of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should just not review the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we should just see if anyone fucking notices. <laughs> I know a few people who might notice. They might we, notice. We are, so we can't have a notice that you before the actual tournament began, you're like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about cuckolding. Yes. Oh my God. So we appreciate wasting all of your time. Here we We're going to bring you right to the point of climax and then just stop. So Raiden says, so Raiden, Raiden, so Raiden. says, Mortal Kombat's going to go tomorrow. Uh, and everyone's like, he's like, get some rest. How do you sleep? Yeah. Knowing the fate of the fucking world is at your fucking Liu Kang doesn't. That's the whole point. I was going to say, do they know, though? I mean, like, you're telling people that the fate of, like, how do you even comprehend the fate mm. of your world? Now, this is one of the things I was thinking about while watching the movie at this point. I'm supposed, everybody in fucking Outworld just has like, swords and spears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And nine packs. Yeah. yeah. They all have nine packs. What am I fucking worried about if Outworld invades Earth, right? I'm just going to go ahead and pull out an AK-47. <laughs> shooting at him. I mean, there has been no mention of guns. I'm not worried about the kung fu element of this, right? Because also, right, at this point of the movie, with the exception of Scorpion and Sub-Zero and to the small element of Raiden, there's not a lot of supernatural going on, right? Mm -hmm. The characters in their fight scenes have not exhibited anything that they do in the video games. No, no powers yet. No powers yet. Uh, Shang Tsung does his, you know, couple transformations throughout the movie, but, you know, the supernatural element of what Mortal Kombat is hasn't quite really hit right. at this point. Right. So... But we get to the actual Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. tournament now. And Fine. hey, listen, we're at Mortal Kombat now. We are. We are now. Here's the. Here's my first note about this, and I just I want to be real clear about this: that the first person in the movie who dies is a black guy. Mm -hmm. That's actually my second note about the movie. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yes, yeah. uh, and he is. He is not only is he a black man; he's the blackest man in this movie. And he just immediately is like, "What are you? What are you trying to say, Shang Tsung? Like, why are you going there?" But the idea that here's this movie that. Here's the locations in the movie. A shitty Los Angeles concrete apartment. Mm -hmm. A movie set mm -hmm. that isn't very well lit. Mm -hmm. a, a, a weird metal club in Hong Kong. Yeah. 
right? A shitty pier, which by the way, all those fires and sparks going on top of that pier, that is a major fire hazard on that, on that wood pier. Uh, a weird mystical boat, right? Giant steps all the way up to the side of a mountain and weird dark caves. And we're like, okay, so we got some brooding locations. The first fight of the Son first Mortal Kombat <laughs> is on a fucking resort. I didn't even a realize that. It's a couple's resort. It, it, it's beautiful <laughs> lit flags and a only. light breeze. There's like a, an entitled Karen over there trying to fly down a waiter while they fight. Like, what the fuck is that? You're right. It, it really is. So it's really, really nice. And of course, Liu Kang's up first. Yeah, we got that some out. I just always assumed, obviously, he's an outworld guy. He why, why, he, would, he why would two like guys a fight fucking each other? animal? Yeah, he's got a r random lion thing. Yeah. Right? So they fight. Dude's in with, incredible with, shape. Yeah, with, sure with bow staffs, though. Like, yeah. the one thing at this stage of the video games that nobody has are weapons. Because doesn't show up until Mortal Kombat 4. Doesn't after, show up until Mortal Kombat movies, 4. Yeah. Right, but in this movie, you know, the first thing is a bow staff that we're just going to go ahead and just randomly have but there. But they are sure to slap them in the earth so they can fucking pose at each other. Yeah. Well, I, I like how the beginning of that fight happens with them just basically spinning the bow staff at each other. <laughs> not make any contact, but just like, like twirling for like 30 seconds. Ribbon dancing, but with yeah. a, a firm ribbon. Now, it's at this point that I noticed something about Shang Tsung, and it will show up later in this movie, that when the people are posing, and he's sitting in his chair, he's got a real vibe about him that's all like... Like, he's watching him, and then, like, Liu Kang spins around, he's like, Sah! and Shang Tsung's like, mm -hmm. go on. <laughs> Say more. Do, do it again. So that's that's where I'm starting to notice that I'm pretty sure, and I will establish this a little later, but I'm pretty sure there is no invasion of Earth. <laughs> okay. And there is no outworld. This entire thing is based around Shang Tsung's kink. And how well, to get that off. Have have you ever seen on HBO Seven Days in Hell? No. No. All right. You absolutely need to see this. This is Lonely Island. So this is Andy Sandberg yes. and his oh, group God, that are I doing this. And it's about a tennis match that in Wimbledon oh, that yes. lasts for seven I, days. Right? With Kit Harrington. With Kit Harrington and Andy Sandberg and everything. So there is a there is a character that Michael Sheen plays. Okay. Where he's a very prefer like a very perverted um, like sports talk show host who's completely obsessed with trying to have sex with Kit Harrington. <laughs> and you know they're talking, and and the character goes, "Can I, can I see the, the the, the abdominables?" You know. <laughs> so Kit Harrington lifts up his shirt, and the dude's got a fucking like washboard, right? <laughs> and this Michael Sheen is just sitting there with like a half with like a half bird cigarette, just going. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> which is which is how, as you said, Shang Tsung is sitting there. Tsung. That was the exact same an type of thing. Cigarette. Just an unashed yeah. cigarette, and he's just sitting there, just. <sighs> <laughs> you can't catch yourself fully breathing out. All no, the way. you get happy. No, there's, you got to there, alleviate some pressure. There, there is there is a buildup that is going on, not just of his breath. Uh, so this is the first fight we in the Mortal Kombat. The, the soul yep. being stolen. Yes, this is the first time we see it. Uh, and I got I to gotta make a note here. Uh, so Lou wins the fight using the power of his mullet, mm. which is super feathery. He's on a nice beach vacation right now, though. Mm. Why wouldn't he feather it's out his It's feathered mullet? and it's fabulous. It is super, like a swoopy bang. Good look for him. Very 1995. But Shang Tsung sucks the guy's soul out of his body. He sucks him so good. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, he does. It is. It is. He is efficient. He does not. He sucks that man, and does not spill a drop. But isn't it like his guy that lose fighting? Doesn't it matter. Does. Now this right? is one of the things about Mortal when you're in the mood to suck that guy on a <laughs> when you're in the mood to suck a guy on the beach. He's just, does it matter which guy on the beach? Just, just suck them dry on the beach. Yeah. Now one of the things about this that I didn't quite really wrap my head around was you know in the video game you start at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah, the tower. The tower, and you you work your way up until you get to Goro, and then ultimately Shang Tsung. Yeah. Right. In in an actual tournament. You don't control who you fight. You're you're bracketed, and then yeah. you know you hope you don't fight another good guy, right? Or maybe you hope you fight another good guy because then that means more good guys are winning than bad guys. So is it just at this point that the forces of good only battle the forces of evil? I just assume it, like Noah said, it's the kink. Yeah, there's no real reason. I assume that he's an outworld guy because why would why would anybody on the same side be forced to fight to the dead? And he has the fucking tiger lion fucking roar. I tried the sitting growl. there at some point later in this movie, somewhere around the Johnny Cage Goro fights. I, I tried to logic my way. I'm like, all right, it's kayfabe. It. How is this thing set up, right? How if I'm Shang Tsung and I would say, okay, so you you pair an outworld guy with a Earth guy, and you keep doing those two until there's only one of the other two groups left, right? So that's that's the only way I could legitimately because this again tower, but in a bracket, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense because you'd inevitably get to an Earth Earth semifinal or Outworld yeah. final. Let me and tell you how this none of this shit makes any fucking sense. It doesn't have to. Goro's the fucking reigning champion. He shouldn't have to fight a goddamn person no. at all. But for some strange reason, we're skipping ahead like twenty fucking minutes. But it, like Shang Tsung goes, it's time. It's time. Is yeah. it time? And he starts well, fucking throwing the same six guys over and fucking over again. Guys, I mean, all of which looks like they can't fucking hold a candle to the three main characters anyhow. No. So why the fuck is he fighting these guys? That doesn't make any fuck. He's the reigning I champion. I mean, clearly at this point, because when we before we get to that point, they were they were losing pretty hard. Exactly. You know, there are a lot of losses on Shang Tsung's side, so you got to go ahead and pull the you know pull, pull the, the Goro card. But pull if he's the, the, if he's the, the reigning the... champion, he shouldn't really have to do shit. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, in theory, but I mean, it's Goro, so he's basically between he and Shang Tsung, and which Raiden does, to the story's credit, make it very clear that Goro is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. But he ain't as bad as Shang Tsung. Nope. So you should be grateful that you have to fight Goro. <laughs> you should be can, fucking uh, counting your blessings. Can I, can I say something anatomically that I thought was odd about Goro? Hmm. Please. As I, so you know, as as a as a humanoid, yes. you have pectoral muscles. You do. We have two arms, yes. right? The pectorals are a part of the of the arm and the, the chest arms. and everything, right? Goro has four arms. Why does he not have four pectorals? Why does he just go right down to his fucking abs? That like, what's actually moving the baby arms at the see, bottom? This at is that why point? you don't really see his back. I kind of picture pecs on his back, on ah, his mid lower back. Go. He's got back tits. He's got back tits. <laughs> Toddler <laughs> arms and back tits. The Goro story. I, <laughs> I like. I that, was that, prince of the subterranean realm. There's there's an e true Hollywood story about yeah. this that needs to be told. That would be that would be good. I'm there's no chance that after this podcast is over. I'm gonna throw up that incognito tab, and I'm gonna put back tits. <laughs> no chance at all. Why would you mention Not at that? At all. Why would you mention that? So anyway, Liu Kang wins, and then we go to our second fight, which is proof that I don't know who's booking this shit, right? But uh, Sonya gets in as, as doing a very unthreatening fight warm up, and Shang Tsung's like, "My dear Sonya, 
I've got a gift for you. Did we see where his other hand was? You know, he was easily fopping. Rapes, uh, <laughs> rape implication number six. And then she's like, I don't want anything for you. Good for you, girl. Shut down that predator right there. He's like, but you love what I have to give you. Number seven. And out walks Kano. And, and I, in our previous episode with Jackie here, I wanted to get to this point, but we couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> now, as this movie starts, Kano starts wet as fuck. Right. And as this movie gets going into the point where he's in the underground tunnel eating all that fucking turkey, he is super fucking wet. Now we're at daytime, outside in a beach, and he's going to fight somebody. And motherfucker is dry as a boat. That's <laughs> <laughs> all the sun he's getting. Yeah, he's fucking dry as a boat. Does the sun absorb all of his <laughs> greasy fucking moisture? Uh, apparently. And so he goes out and absolutely gets fucking wrecked by Sonya. Yeah. Except there's one trope I hate in movies, and this happens, and it happens more than it should. Here you are, you position this lady as a badass person, as a true fighter, and she is. But the minute she gets hit, she sells it like she crumbles. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And and you and that, that's a, that's a, that, thankfully we don't really see that in movies anymore. You don't really see that happen anymore. But for a while it's like, oh, you're so badass, and it's like we kick, you know, and they get smacked, and it's like boom, ah. And it's you're down. And it's just like wondering, like, did like I? Why did you prop that character up so hard in one way and not support them on the other way? Like, don't take take the hit. If you're a trained enough fighter to know how to kill somebody and break their neck with your legs and a head scissor, yeah. then you undoubtedly have some sort of training to learn what happens when you get punched in the face or hit in the stomach. Hmm. Like, so you should be prepared for this. I just, it's a trip to bother. It's a valid point. And it's a weakness also, of the character in the fight scene. What uh, what government agency for which government does Sony, Sonya work for? I just assume the United States of America. That yeah. she has jurisdiction in Hong Kong? I mean, Internationally? I mean, maybe she doesn't. We've never really discussed. She could have been rogue. She could have gone rogue. I mean, he did kill her partner. He did. She's like, which apparently was not okay. Jack's. Which it's always Jax, but oh. apparently in this case, in the case, games, it, it was her brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how I'm grateful we never gotten any of it. Did we get him in the new movie Striker? Did we get him in the new movie? He's mentioned in Annihilation. Once. I hate. Yeah. Well, because they. So I hate that because they also mentioned Cabal. Don't get me who, started. It was my who's my favorite. Yeah. One of my absolute favorite yep. characters in Mortal Kombat. One of the coolest looking motherfuckers. One of the Super craziest cool. bas- backstories. He's got the fucking swords. Right, yeah, the weird hooks, the weird hook swords, and everything, and then in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, one of the top five worst movies in the history of cinema. We're talking to you, Miss Jackie. That's by right. The way. Wherever you are, you're not here not to there. defend yourself. <laughs> They're gonna just fucking use them as a throwaway line. I really. Well, was... we we destroyed the Earth villains or the Earth heroes, Striker and Cabal, and I'm like, that's all I'm motherfucking getting. Yeah, that's all. They that's got. it. Then they made him a heel in uh, in the new movie. And in mm-hmm. my opinion, he was the best part of that whole fucking movie. Yeah. He was he I, was I kept, spot on. I kept fucking waiting for them to take the mask off, and it was like fucking Jonathan Davis from Corn <laughs> or some shit. You know what I mean? Like that's like that would have been fucking right. Did you just basically say that Jonathan Davis from Corn's head is basically like what would fit the Predator helmet? Is that what it you're would, kind of yes, saying? Yes. Yeah. He's got a Predator face. Yeah. I'll say that now. He's <laughs> he's got. A, <laughs> I'll say it right now. Right now. He's got a Predator face in the way you know I mean it. 
but he's <laughs> but he's also got a predator face in a way that I you don't think I mean it. Take that for what you will, well, there America. It is. Take there that it is. for what you will. I'm never going uh, to see Freak on a Leash video and look at him the no. same way again. So we get uh, Kano gets his neck broken by Sonya. He does. And, and that's the end of that storyline. And, 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 really and he's spitting all over her leg. He really which was. I was really fucking weirded out by. So still to this day. His body knows it's in trouble, so his defense mechanism is to get wet again. <laughs> <laughs> One last time. We were too dry. That's why she's got us. <laughs> that's why, yeah, if he was lubed, she wouldn't be able to get a, a grip on it. The, the, the really terrible line, give me a break. Okay. Now, this is also one of the first on, times. Sweetheart. This is also one of the first times in the movie that we actually see a move from a character from the video game because she does the inverted, mm-hmm. you know, handstand yeah. to grab him by the neck and then throw him down to the ground. And that's really one of the first times in fighting that anybody's using their abilities in the, in the I movie. will say that you're right, but maybe not because she does give him an uppercut in that fight earlier. Oh yeah, she does. She, she does? gives a solid uppercut. That's not a character thing. No, that's but, just but every, still, uh, that's the move everyone used until but, you learn how to I mean, use it. Everybody used the, the sweep kick and the uppercut. uppercut and then the high back. Right <laughs> that's house. right. Uh, also done by Trish Stratus. That that mm-hmm. uh, she eventually would do that move, which would make Trish cooler, now, not Sonya cooler. Can you imagine Cameron Diaz playing this character in this that whole no. scene? I can't at all. No, I can't do it. You know, there, it's it's one of those things about this movie and the subsequent Mortal Kombat movies is the real lack of star power. Mm-hmm. But when you when you hear, if you go on social media, you know, because obviously in the in the recent Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. They're teasing Johnny Cage at the end of the movie because mm-hmm. there's no Johnny Cage. Right. And like fucking Ryan Reynolds goes out like on Twitter the next day after that movie comes out and goes, I'll fucking play Johnny Cage. Oh, God. He, it's he, not going to happen. He'd crush it. But, yeah. like, but why aren't we with such a franchise that has – in a world where franchises dominate and with a franchise as, as huge as Mortal Kombat is, why are we not seeing – more A-list talent. I mean, is it because the scripts are as bad as they they are? Probably. Because they'd rather spend money on special effects and fight. Here's the way I look at it. In the age of the International Association of of Theater and Stage Workers, that union being a whole thing, it's got to be more expensive than ever. Congratulations on your new contract. Yes, first of all, great congratulations. Well done. Um, It's got to be more expensive than ever. To have proper fight choreography and proper fighters, whereas in the '60s, '70s, '80s, even in the '90s, if you wanted, you could have random bodies you could throw through whatever you wanted because the regulations weren't there and people weren't paid right. And if you still spent too much money, you could go to Mexico or Hong Kong to shoot it and have a thousand people you could throw through a deal. But now, and and the 21st century, to do it, you have to do it safely, and to do it safely is expensive because people mm-hmm. want paid for shortening their careers. Right. So that's why, and so they like we got 28 million dollars to shoot this movie. Well, to do all the fights that people expect out of a movie based on fighting video game is going to be 20 million dollars. So we got to pay everybody else and everything else out in that 8 million. So that being said, the Miz should absolutely be Johnny Cage in the next movie. No. no. Yes, he should. No. I'm yes, going to disagree I'm so absolutely... hard. I don't think I've ever disagreed with you more than anything else in the world. But then the, the We next. just fought two episodes ago. We didn't. You were just wrong. No. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. 
I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, but so, no, the, so are you just yeah. are you just ready? I mean, first off, if you're going to put a wrestler in for Johnny Cage, it's not Miz, it's Morrison. No, it's Miz. So he's Johnny Cage and he's awesome. Yes, that's right. beautiful, by the way. But yeah, because here's the thing. In making this Future movie, Hall of Famer, Mike the Miz Mizanin. Johnny, Johnny Cage is not a baby face. He's a fucking heel. He is self-obsessed. Mm-hmm. He is uh, arrogant. He is wholly unqualified to be in the tournament that he's in because even though he's very good, he's not the chosen one. He's not even on the level of anyone else. He basically, as we'll cover in about five minutes, maybe three hours from now when we get to the scene, it's five <laughs> yeah. minutes away, uh, he heals to win his big moment in the entire fucking movie. He's a heel. So why would you not cast somebody that is inherently completely unlikable and also can bump so you don't need a stunt double and will also promote the movie every single monday night (laughs) and has no absolute we've seen or even heard i've watched the trailer for the marine movie season he has no ability to say no that's not any good (laughs) did we see this motherfucker as the genie on dancing with the stars did you see this he was in full blue makeup his whole body blue it, Will Smith was like, I'm not doing that shit. And he got paid millions of dollars. <laughs> well, he's the also Miz, Will Smith. The Miz did it for free. So, yeah. They, no, they get paid for each episode they're on that show. Well, yeah, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel more, like... More the, more than he's getting in a tag team match with Morrison. I, I feel like they're like... So so they, they learned the sequence from Aladdin. And then Miz just spent his own money and went out and got blue <laughs> and showed up there we to go. the fucking set. And they're like... Oh, God damn it, Miz. Like, oh, it will come off for days. That's why he hasn't been on TV much, is that it still doesn't come off. No, it still, right. yeah. still hasn't come off. So, But yeah, I, regardless, back on to it. <laughs> back on to the movie. Back on to it. So after Sonya breaks uh, the neck, without any pomp and circumstance, for some strange reason, though Sonya and Lou get to walk along this beautiful beach and mm-hmm. fight random nemesis and the only other black man on the island... All of a sudden, we cut to Johnny Cage in the fucking forest. walking through a forest that geographically doesn't fit on the island. Because all, from what we saw in the exterior shot, it's mountains and beach. Right. There's no flatlands. Well, shit, he found it. He did. And he's leisurely walking through. Even as a kid, that that was just jarring. This yeah. is this is what people do today when they like go to a farm to pick apples and strawberries. Like that's basically what he was doing, but in 1995. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this seems like a really nice orchard for stroll. <laughs> I'm gonna have a picnic. <laughs> oh, there's a fucking yellow ninja. Oh shit! Let's, so let's fight. Maybe they're having a rendezvous. Probably. I mean, what if it was a picnic and he just misread the signs? Yeah. I, mean, I maintain that that fight scene is not my favorite, but it's probably the best one to me. It's, uh, it's, it and looks creative. Good. It is, in my opinion, the second best fight in that movie. Um, so one of the things that I, I had read about when I was doing my research on this was, um, this was something that I that now you guys will both know because you were there for the first movie I've ever really directed and yeah. didn't quite know what I was doing even though I thought I did. I was in love with the wide shots, man. Yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta get I gotta get a lot of these wide <laughs> shots and, and get this established so we can cut between. Meanwhile, you really don't need the wide, wide shot as much. Yeah. But Paul Anderson, this being his first major movie, right. never really doing any kind of fight choreography, was like, I need these fights as a fucking wide shot. Mm-hmm. And 
as they were going through filming, you know, like Rob and Shu and, and everybody kind of went up to him and said, listen, um, you're not supposed to do these fights as like a full fight, one take wide shot because we're getting really fucking tired <laughs> and people are starting to get hurt doing it. So yeah. you got to really get do the close ups and use the cuts and everything to kind of put together. But one of the things about this movie that I really fucking love is that with the wide shots, you really get the sense of them fighting. Mm-hmm. And I think you get a great visual as to what those fight scenes look like because they really rely on a lot of those wide shots, especially in that scene when they've got them, when once they fucking teleport and we get them in, you know, <laughs> Scorpion's house of M, like his house <laughs> well, of just something, his man. house of bondage, right? And they're just on that fucking platform that's maybe five feet long by three feet or two feet wide, and they just got to fucking go like you're in the video game. Yeah. Right? They really put you in that two-dimensional fighter space and and shot that, I thought, so well that you really got to see how they were fucking going at each other. So That's a good point. This is the the fight scene in the movie that made me realize that there is a uh, shot in every single fight scene except for one, and it's the Sub-Zero Liu Kang fight scene, where there's a random wide shot of someone throwing a high kick and someone does a cross-arm block mm. above it. Every single fight scene has that sequence. Almost like Paul's like, let's start there, and then we'll work our way back. <laughs> there you go. Cross-arm block. So, I don't like this sequence. And I tell mm. you what, it's, it's, to me, it's the most iconic, one of the most iconic parts of the whole movie. And as a part of this movie in nostalgia, I fucking love this one. I saw this movie for the first time. Oh, yeah. But um, nothing really happens in it until they get to the hell space. And there's only three or four offensive moves that are really kind of generally shown and hit. But I did make a note. that, uh, And I, I had to put it this way. And I'm sorry that I, I have to I absolutely succinctly put it this way. But the whole thing builds to where Scorpion shoots his uncircumcised dick muzzle out of his hand vagina and eventually gets his Schwartz all twisted. That's the whole point of the scene. He shoot, It spreads very slowly out of his hand labia, shoots at Johnny, who, by the way, runs faster than he should, Looney Tunes his way around <laughs> he some really trees. Does Looney Tunes. <laughs> and the goddamn thing, this magical power somehow suddenly has a limit and gets caught up on a tree. Which I did like the nice little, in a movie where the CG didn't have to do this, whenever the the, the, the dick rope is wrapped around the tree and it's yeah. tugging, yeah. you see it, it scratching into the tree a lot, mm-hmm. which was a detail they didn't have to put in there. So kudos to the 1995 special effects person who probably spent way too long in a basement making wood chips come off of that tree for the dick rope. Well, yeah. Let's give a little bit of credit, too, for because there's a couple of things in that scene that are, are really not very good. Um, but, you know, the, the contact lenses for the close-ups on oh, Scorpion. Oh, no, not yeah. good. Well, no, I actually liked them. I no. thought way better than fucking watching, like, Blade Trinity or any other vampire movie in the last 15 years where the contact lenses are so fucking over-the-top, not real color that you can't – you don't even believe. In the, I mean, in I'm, the- I'm looking at you, Legolas, in fucking second Hobbit movie. Oh, it's so brutal. Desolation of Smaug, you prick. Which, spoiler alert, Smaug himself was never desolated in that movie. In which... <laughs> no. Hey, fucking wait thought, two yeah. and a half hours for desolation and nothing. And he never gets desolated. I sat there with my hand in that theater on my dick that whole time, only for it to never happen. And then I got to go walk across the theater into Disney's Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just to take care of business. Oh, <laughs> just boy. to get that desolation in. Just to get yes. the desolation. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I the, the contacts I noticed whenever they went to the red lighting in the uh, the hellscape area, that's when you saw the brown. So that's I thought that's what you were pointing out. But in the first spot, decent. Mm. Yeah. But I, I hate when we so first off, I, I again I think that fight is is great. Especially when they get real close combat and Scorpion like it like Johnny Cage turns to the left a half an inch and Scorpion's got an elbow. It's short and elbows. He, yeah. And then he goes to the other and Scorpion hits him again. And then when he turns to go back, Scorpion's got the leg kick that drops him. And then he fucking curb stomps him, which you feel oh, that. I yeah. love that. Oh, that yeah. curb stomp is fucking great, right? Mm-hmm. You know, again, there's I think there's just such great like close quarter combat that they put in there and then it gets fucking ruined when they fall down and then they do the wide shot after scorpion takes his fucking face off and you clearly see the dudes wearing a white halloween mask from spirit yeah, halloween store a little bit and he's like ha um, that's the big reveal yeah i thought i all thought, the money was in the close-ups on that one mm-hmm. the the literal 17 seconds that they're on that scaffold before johnny cage does the most ridiculous fucking thing in this movie is the best of any of those fight scenes. I just think it contextually, it, I, it didn't rank up there because the rest of this is ho- so horseshit. Because though you had a lot of judo throws, which aren't really used in probably d- hand-to-hand combat to the death, they are good close quarter things, right. and a lot of the short elbows and stuff. It's ruined by the fact that almost immediately, Johnny Cage pulls into a fucking Jurassic Park The Lost World-sized fucking gymnastics oh, routine man. around uh, yeah, to just go up and upside down reverse chin up pull up onto a scaffold and does all of that just to have Scorpion go what the fuck and then he knocks it over get down here get and down here Johnny Cage falls and at which point I have to say that those scaffolds and that health game is definitely gonna not it does not meet OSHA regulations oh, like no. does not meet OSHA regulations I know regulations. you called it Scorpion's house of M I call it Scorpion's house of dust yes a lot of dead skin in there. <laughs> and then just conveniently, he falls all of that way right next to the only completely intact shield and spear in this unknown hellscape. Yep. What the fuck? I mean, sometimes chance rolls your way, man. I was going to who's going to die. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and if he dies, he's not going to nut punch Goro. So That's we right. can't have that happen. We had to move the story along, man. Yeah. But the biggest money shot in the whole movie that you're waiting for as a fan in 1995 is for Scorpion to whip that mask off and torch somebody. And he you tried. get it. He tried. No, you get it. Regardless of how poorly executed it is, it just proves that no matter how sometimes this movie misses the mark, they knew what the bread and butter was going to be. And that was Sub-Zero freezing some motherfucker to death mm-hmm. and Scorpion whipping off that face and letting hell loose on that thing. And even though it didn't pan out, at least we got the two big shots that you were looking and for. And he finished it with a friendship. He did finish it with a friendship. With that the, was fucking great. And oh, then, of course, the flame just starts mm-hmm. to burn it a little bit oh, right yeah. at the end. Oh, that was so, an, you, so good. I, my opinion was, I bet you, that was the last thing they shot that day they shot that scene. Someone's like, I got an idea. Bring the cameras down here. We got all this. Before we before you blow it all out, because we're still paying for this room, right? Do it. Because that was a nice touch. That was I, I, I would I would disagree and say that it was definitely in, in a draft of the script all along. You think that's, so? That, that's Johnny Cage's friendship. Yeah, but like, why would you? But like, yeah. No, yeah. Nobody like, legit, of course, then again, too, this movie knows what it is. And the yeah, people exactly. Made, the people making this movie knew what they were doing. So, knew what the kind of movie they were making. So, but that's still a heel move. 
And killing a guy and leaving an autograph. And the other thing I want to point out is the reason why I believe that it was definitely in the script. It's because the movie was written by one person. Mm. A singular vision. You know how often we don't see that anymore? No. But that movie was written by one guy. Uh... That's also because you, with the with the machine that Hollywood is today, they can't trust one person no, to just can't. write a screenplay. But I also think that's the reason why this movie works. It's a it's a single mm-hmm. person's perspective on what this is supposed mm-hmm. to be, and you don't have enough. I mean, who knows if there's any shadow writers right. or and anything that were be. brought in there? But, but there's likely it's were. It's rare anymore. You see one one person credit. You know, I, I always I can't remember. I think maybe you and me were talking about this Jones where. We almost had a rule that if there were more than like three writers on a it's movie gonna be or something, bad. don't fucking go, don't see, go see it. it. You know? I, I do feel that way sometimes. That's true. So anyway, the uh, that's that's the the whole big wonderful fight scene between Scorpion. Scorpion's mm-hmm. gone. Uh, so then then you randomly after that and that whole entire non OSHA proof fight scene, we cut back to a beach where Liu Kang is back just hanging and banging, and Shang Tsung. Uh, chooses for him to fight the next representative of Outworld, Kitana. Right, which makes no sense. Which makes no sense for a lot of reasons. First of all, this is supposed to be a fight to the death. Or at least a fight to decisive It's a fight to the dry humble. They are pretty much scissoring as we get to the end of this thing. (laughs) Okay. Scissor me, Liu Kang. (laughs) So the entire movie... uh, Here's how this sequence goes. If If I could just get close to our audience. Here. So Shang Tsung says, Hey, Liu Kang, you're gonna fight Kitana. And he's thinking, oh, yeah, they are not going to fuck. But then they almost start fucking right away. <laughs> right there. And then he's all like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but Katana's whooping Lou's ass and giving him riddles, which I didn't realize was a kink <laughs> until <laughs> now. And there's no chance that after we're done recording this episode, I'm going to go to my wife and be like, will you punch me in the face <laughs> and then ask me what has four letters? <laughs> Something has nine letters. <laughs> mm-hmm. I find it weird that Shang's all like, don't let them near Katana or in that one scene of the thing. Yeah, but then because he's like, because, I'm going to immediately have him yeah, near Katana. He's like, because like, yeah, they may turn her and then he's like, oh, by the way, put put Lakana with her. And then we find out she already turned. She's like, oh, I'll give you some hints. So he goes, so then she, so then Lu's, uh, Shang Tsung's like, all right, break this up. This was the wrong idea. There's there's fucking children watching. <laughs> but like we we're at Mortal Kombat and there there's there she's not mortal. No. And, and there, there is, is no, no combat. combat. There's not a lot of combat. There's no combat. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you know, combat was spelled with a C. Mm. Yes. Combat. Combat. Mortal wow. Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Which by the way, don't put that in your search browser. <laughs> Even with no, you know. do put that in your search browser. Combat? Yeah, I can do it. No, okay, go for see it. See what happens. Normally, yeah, see what happens. We will not be held responsible for what you see. Take a screenshot and send it to, tweet it to nothing, nothing good. good. <laughs> we're we're looking at you, Algeria. Yeah. Oh boy. Somebody hook me so up for that. The, the hook of this whole fight is that she she gives the line like, uh, "Your next fight, use the element which brings life," which is so Worst. fucking. So is she also like and irritating to me? But is she also like basically like like giving up on the fight? Like, you're going to fight again, even though you're fighting me, and this is clearly not going to here's, end. Here's the thing, though. And is this like a blue balls kind of thing for Liu Kang? Is that why he's going to fight Sub-Zero next? Maybe. It's and- a cold shower equivalent <laughs> of fighting on the fucking beach? Here's the problem with this whole fucking scene, is that Shang Tsung thinks that here's this badass out- mortal outworld chick that's going to fuck up Liu Kang. Best case scenario. 
Worst case scenario, or even second best scenario, Liu Kang kills the Emperor's daughter, who I don't have to worry about anymore. Worst case scenario, they just start dry humping on the beach. <laughs> right? And the worst case scenario comes true. But So she's decided, going into this fight sequence, that she's not going to fight. She's just going to buy enough time to give Luke the clue. Lou, not Luke. Lou the clue. Uh, clue, Jesus, on how to beat Sub-Zero. I just, I just saw a version of this movie where it was Luke Skywalker <laughs> and fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi and Tatooine. Luke, we've got just, our raging Which is R2 and 3PO watching. That's so weird. I know, right? So so here's my problem, though. You're in Mortal Kombat. Ain't no need to be subtle. And you've already get, you're going to piss off Shang Tsung. You're not going to fight. And you've already decided to take this time. Why don't you say, hey, use the bucket of water. <laughs> Why are you like, yes. use the water, use the element which gives life. Yeah. Your next challenge will be grave. He just like go up, boom, boom, boom. Hey, uh, use the water. He won't see it coming. Fight him until he gets pissed to make an ice bubble and then use the water. So, and then Lou be like, thank you. And then she's like, do you want a finger bang before Shang Tsung calls <laughs> this thing in 30 seconds? He's like, I thought you never asked. And then Shang Tsung's like, you're not Sonya Blade. No, finger banging <laughs> so, today. Which leads us to the fight between Liu Kang and, and Sub-Zero, right? The most disappointing because part. Because the so fight disappointing. could have been so cool. And it's, it has a little couple moments here and there. It's like not that bad. But it's really unfortunate how little time it's given. It's like fucking talking about a fucking wrestling paper. Yeah. How little time it's given. They couldn't really show what they it's, could do. But you got two to three minutes. It's like a Divas match in 2009. Or but, or the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 25, yeah. which was my favorite uh, match of all time. I know it was. Just well, watching Rey Mysterio end JPL's career in 15 seconds. Dave, like, he, he, like, literally ascended when that <laughs> happened. I was, I was, he has never come back I was down. seven feet above the crowd <laughs> when that happened. It just, it just blowing my load well, I don't over know everybody. if I've ever, like, seen Dave become, like, something else entirely than that moment. He was no longer human. I was pretty much. <laughs> he was. He was. I was pretty much Doctor uh, Manhattan. Oh my, my blue dick so was we are, just we are hanging like out all now over the place. On a whole other subject. <laughs> Let's bring it back here for a second. We'll talk about JBL's tits another day. And this is no slide of JBL, who I have a great respect for, but we'll talk about that another day. Look, that fight was disappointing. But was even more disappointing than that fight was. The over like like the like the, the little line of dialogue, you know, the bring the element. It was two life. minutes before this in the movie. <clears throat> she and he just goes, Water. Oh shit. <gasps> well he wow. actually has to say it out loud and then the mullet shifts around. <laughs> like it's not I would understand Did if the like, mullet grab the bucket and put <laughs> I would I would understand if they open up the whole Mortal Kombat with Katana telling him this. Whoa. Then you go through everyone else's fights and everyone else's horse shit. And 25 minutes later, we get back to the Sub-Zero. And then we have to have the Obi-Wan whisper from Katana. Mm-hmm. Use the force. That, that voiceover was so but, not but needed. But literally 30 seconds later. I heard you trying to chime in. And I, I, was, I, I was going to wait for you. So um, if you're Shang Tsung... And you were just fucking there, yeah, on the beach, <laughs> you watching Katana and Luke Agbin. I thought about that. He was right fucking there, just right fucking there, finger banging, watching him finger bang on the beach, and she just fucking goes, "Use water." What? <laughs> this moment of logic, of Dave trying to logic this movie has broken him a little bit. I can't even tell you. <laughs> 
may or may not be turning red, folks. Ah. <laughs> Just saying. Wouldn't you be like, don't anybody fucking bring water into that room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, logic says, just, yeah. Just just no fucking water in there. Don't bring any fucking like, water. Listen, listen, there's one rule in this chamber, and that is no fucking pails of water <laughs> at all. Um, this, is my only, this is my only decree. <laughs> just, just don't fucking bring it in there. <laughs> He had the time. <laughs> he really did have I mean, I know he could really sent out a memo, but he could have fucking told some people. When they fought, it was broad daylight. I'm pretty sure when that um, Sub-Zero fight happened, it was middle of fucking night. So he had fucking plenty of time. Yeah, he had hours. plenty of time. I wonder what they were talking about. <laughs> Here's the thing. I just dropped oh, the ball man. on that. For a second, I thought you were also going to mention the fact that here is clearly, and let's just be real for a second, Katana and Liu Kang are fucking dry humping on the beach. <laughs> and he's, and this, Shing Kong's like, her dad is going to be so so mad about this. Yeah. <laughs> Some random... Oh. Whatever you do, Shang Tsung. So, Don't let my daughter hook up with random mullets <laughs> on the beach. You have my word. So, oh. the fight happens. Disappointing. The only cool part about the entire fucking fight was him pulling like the, the, the ice particles from the atmosphere was kind of cool mm. like oh you know yeah, yeah. and then but it was like it was pointless the whole no. fight was fucking pointless it it was was just a well, really important character that everybody wanted to see is dead now oh well yeah. let's move on right well, and as and as we mentioned in the in the last episode of the podcast uh the actor who was playing sub-zero was also basically the fight trainer for everybody right. else on set so they just he just didn't have the time to no, really shoot yeah. uh, shoot that scene but you can also see, because I mean, he was like a, a level four like master of of martial arts, like the most legit motherfucker on that set, and um, like you could kind of see in the movements they did highlight, you know, him just the almost like the parkour before there was parkour, jumping up yeah. on top of levels, mm. the fucking the great shot of him running at the wall and yeah, fucking that's one of with the best. Luke yeah. running after him and just like nobody's ever seen that shit. Nope. Nobody's ever seen that, that was that was trailer worthy shit. <clears throat> right yeah. there. Yeah. Um uh, and I, there's a great there's a great thing I read about that too. So right when shit starts going down for Sub Zero and he realizes he has to start you know doing the ice bubble and everything, there's that thing where there's like this red platform like this ramp that he like yeah. does like a, a tumble and a flip mm-hmm. and everything. Apparently Liu Kang was supposed to do a tumble and a flip down that too, and 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 uh, he couldn't do it. <laughs> So he's just he just does a, he's he like, he's just Whoa! running and flailing his arms, like yelling at Sub Zero yeah. as he's going down. Yeah, uh, that was not really in the script. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. It's it looked, just it looked awkward in 1995, yeah, and it still does. Just uh, yeah, didn't didn't get any less awkward as the time. Goes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we, we are yeah, now. Robin Shu uh, couldn't do it. Excuse me. We got uh, goodness. Goro is now going to fight the one so, guy that everybody's supposed to care about, but yeah. no one really cares about. Art because you've only Art, seen you him go. in two scenes. So yeah, so Sub Zero now Shang Tsung went from two badass mystical powered ninjas to zero to a full armed animatronic. Yes, so that's all he's got. So he unleashes Goro, who starts smashing up all the jobbers and the same six guys. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking yeah. confident. They just he's all right. So we're gonna do a sequence where you land on your back, and then we do a shot where you land on your face. So it doesn't look like it's yeah. anybody else. I think even one they even throw in a random red hooded outworld guy in there. <laughs> like get out of my well, way. 
I like the two red hooded outworld guys who are just always going who are like the fucking bros looking at each other and then screaming at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. They were like it was annoying. They're like, can you imagine on the bus to Outworld? Like, do you think Goro's gonna be here? Oh my god. Oh my god. Gotta help. Gotta help he does. Oh, we see him smash some guys. Oh my god. I'm gonna scream so loud when I see him. Guy, I just wanna check out his back tits. So yeah, art. Gets murderized. Yes. And I love how when Art's getting murdered in front of everybody by Goro, Johnny Cage, who's supposed to be cheering him on, is doing the most dick-like cheering on I've ever heard. Get Not, out of there! No, just get away from him. Art, move! This right. is, Why can't you just move, you idiot? This is this is easily Sylvester Stallone in Rocky IV. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just with Apollo. There's some parallels just there, the my fucking friend. flag in. No. No. That's it. I know he could be beaten, but fuck it. It's not me. I'm I, learning. At, at no point does Johnny Cage go, punch him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just hit him there. Now, and then, like, I love how Art, poor Art, gets just fucking, just brutalized here. I mean, for a while. Uh, yeah, that it, fight lasted way longer than it had any business that lasting. That fight scene was... There was a whole lot of Audrey the Giant chops. Once, uh, first of all, it was. this very, very big, very the Yeti, dry humping motherfuckers, as referenced in our archives. That's right. W- when you have the actual action start until the person is dead uh this fight scene actually lasts longer than almost every other fight scene it's like unnecessary but yeah. you know listen art goro, versus goro goro cost a million dollars that was that and was, they needed to get that fucking money worth money's when, worth when you got 1 18th of the budget we need to make sure that we're <laughs> that fight we're scene this right. was unnecessarily and long art proceeds to be the apollo creed for the entire uh babyface team but not before Shang Tsung sucks that man out real good. And here's the thing, too. Goro lifts him to to eye to crotch level with Shang Tsung, and then he sucks Art's soul right out of his body. Can we talk about about how Goro's beating his ass? And at one point, you know, Sonya Blake screams in in peril because she's upset about a guy she just never met, actually. It's Johnny's friend. Fake outrage, by the way. And then fucking when his soul gets sucked out of him, Johnny Cage screams like he gives a shit. Because the whole time he's giving really bad directions anyhow. It's his fucking fault Art died anyhow. Yeah, they don't even really know each other. Like they their, their whole each interaction other. on the pier when they first got out hey, on the boat. Hey, aren't you that guy who's way tougher than I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's you. That's I've me, seen, yeah. I've seen your movie. Nobody can fake those moves. Yeah. And like now we are really broken up that he's dying. Then yeah. they, No, then they for a brief second, they sit next to each other. At the buffet before at the, before the tournament begins, he's like, "Do you have any idea what's going on?" And Art's Art's eating something, and he's like, "I don't know, probably a turkey leg, man." Because <laughs> go back and watch that scene, please don't. But if you do, it's uh, he, he Art the, the three baby faces are already sitting at the table, and Art comes out of presumably the only bathroom on Outworld, which, as we now know, is just a drain that leads to Shang Tsung's mouth. <laughs> and sits down and starts picking at food, and he's like, "What's going on? I don't know." And then the people come in and wreck all the food. So that's we they they have precisely two scenes that, for some strange reason, makes this guy the Carl Weathers to Johnny Cage's Rocky Balboa. I wonder why. You know, uh, the timing has come to the I, light switch. I, I find that there's just it's interesting that he happens to be a man of color. Yeah. Uh, that was my second point, because Jones. That's what I just implied a second. <clears throat> because historically, and 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 it's like real historically, black tears bring emotion. Yeah, they do. 
I've spoken to enough people in my life who say when I see a black person on camera cry, it moves me more than any other nationality, any other ethnicity. It just does. Something about black tears do it for me. Yeah. They should have had another Johnny Cage montage, but instead we get a scene of Liu Kang. It should have been Sonya. You think so? It would have. I mean, you know, in a world where, you know, you didn't kill off your main characters unnecessarily in movies, uh, which we just do now all the time because we think it makes sense to just kill Han Solo. Fuck that movie, by the way. Um, But if you really want to have anything that matters to Johnny Cage, you have it be Sonya that gets killed, not just, you know, crewman number four. Right. At that point. Yeah. I mean that that would have worked, but you, you got. She sell, wasn't coming back for the sequel. You Nobody gotta cared. sell Sonya Blade action figures. No though. one was coming back with the exception of Robin Shoot. and uh, Talisa Soto, who played a Katana. She was yes. the only other one who came back. That's yes, right. yeah. and, and and technically, technically, uh, Shang Tsung made a cameo in an Annihilation. Did he? Mm-hmm. With what in a clip? Fuck if I remember, but I know he was in it. So speaking of coming on back, back tits uh, does hold up. Uh, What's his name to get sucked off by Shang Tsung? And then we realize that. How many times are we going to hear sucked off by Shang Tsung today? I'm going to get that joke over. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's just, so then we get to the point where uh, they're like, we got to do something about this. Goro's going to pick us off one by one. And Raiden then calls everybody out on her. He's, uh, I, I, I have notes here. Hold on one second. Uh, so Goro kills 12 guys, but there's still a bunch of Earth fighters around the ring. Though we're led to believe that these are the only three people left. For some strange reason, when it, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Toddler Arms kills uh, Shang Tsung, uh, kills, what's his name? Raiden tells him that they're afraid. Johnny is a fool. Sonya is a hothead. And when Liu Kang <laughs> asks him, what's, wait, what about me? What he's about a, me? He's like, oh, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, like, oh, he's you. He's like, I wasn't going to say it, but since you asked. You. You a bitch. I didn't want to embarrass you in front of your friends. So but. Lou spends all night feathering his mullet on the beach while contemplating being called a bitch by the only person who's uh, super useless in this movie. Being called a bitch by a god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's, That's different, Who's man. also a Highlander. That shit hits different when a god calls you a bitch. When you're the, the only one, twice technically in Highlander lore... You can call whoever you want a bitch. I suppose so. I guess at this we point. We will be covering Highlander at some stage. But oh, wait, that shit's coming. Yes. I oh, can't wait. That's oh, on yeah. the list. And then we got to cover both versions of the second movie. No, what? we don't. <laughs> yes, no, we, we do. don't. No, both no, versions. No, no one wants that. We we can't just keep covering the, the good, good ones. ones. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do Mortal Kombat. We can't do the first Turtles movie. We can't oh. do just the Highlander. And not fucking do Secret I mean, of the Use, Annihilation. If you're going to force me to fucking cover Bad Boys too, well, then, son of a bitch, I guess we have to cover you the other ones. See, when I can put Keep Bad Boys too out of your fucking name. What? You know what? I'm going to show you something. No, don't. I wasn't going to show you something. Okay. But considering that now, at this point, the episode is out and the art is out uh-huh. on this, uh, 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 on One Hit Wonders. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but you see this here pulled up. Yeah. The One Hit Wonders. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah? Have you seen it, though, Jones? Maybe I haven't seen it the way he wants me. (laughs) But if you zoom in. (laughs) 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 
So well, everybody, just make sure that you that you zoom in on the zoom yellow in part. Zoom real of, good on the, the record. Zoom part. in real close on the yellow part you of the record. You can put that on artwork all you want. It doesn't mean that the movie's good. Okay, but you don't you don't come for Bad Boys too. Uh, I'm and coming not for expect, the fucking throat. And not expect me to, to fucking react <laughs> passively about it. So anyhow, back to Mortal Kombat, not Bad Boys 2 for the third fucking so week in a row. <laughs> so Johnny Johnny Cage wait, gets... This is going to be... When we cover Bad Boys 2, it's going to be the most disappointing fucking episode because we're going to be super fucking civil the entire yeah, time. Right. <laughs> Hello, good day to you, sir. So at this point, Martin Lawrence notices <laughs> that, that two rats are having sex missionary position and says, they be fucking. They be fucking like people. And and do you remember the scene when he actually took the ecstasy by accident and then had to go see the captain? You were, you were absolutely reminding me how much I don't fucking like this movie. Gabrielle Union's in it, though. She's in a lot of other movies, too, man. We can watch all of Get them. Get with the world. That's fine. That's I, can, I, can watch, I can see her in other films that aren't that shitty film. We'll fight about something else. Yes, anyway, yes, yes. so Johnny Cage decides to get one last shot of misogyny in before he turns full-on babyface by telling Sonya, I just can't let what happened to art happen to you. And she's like, don't you dare do this for me, Johnny Cage. Oh, Which man. I kind of felt like somebody's Shoe like... Shoehorned romance, baby. I, no, so I it's, feel like they're like, they really like, we need a scene. And the writer's in the bathroom. And writer. Yell, writer's in the bathroom yelling through the door on the other side. <laughs> I don't know, just... Fucking say, I won't let this happen. Don't you do it. I don't give a shit. I'm trying to take a piss. <laughs> and they just go out and do the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that scene was really awkward and unnecessary, too. But it was it was needed to kind of push the character arc along, but it was yeah. still fucking pointless. Yeah, it's 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 unnecessarily Johnny Johnny Cage You're trying to show this love scene, which never really comes to fruition. The only the thing we get is they're, they're like arm in arm at the end. That's about what we but get. But I'm glad that it, because uh, I mean, I think if you're going to try to do a love story between Johnny Cage and, and Sonya Blade at that stage of the movie, I, there's no place for it. No. And so I'm happy that they, I'm happy. I mean, obviously that, you know, if you follow the game arcs over the years and everything that Johnny Cage and Sonya end up together, they have a kid. Um, <clears throat> she plays, she's a character in the games and everything later on. But um, I'm glad that they didn't do it. I don't think it was needed there. I almost feel a little bit the damsel of distress arc that ultimately happens with Sonya uh, is also unfortunate yeah. because, again, if she's supposed to be like the most badass woman on Earth, mm-hmm. why is she going to be a damsel in distress? You know, like she yep. should they should have fucking showed up to the tower and then like she's laid all the monks to waste and she's like uncuffing herself. Like, sorry, would have been got, cool. I got this. I got would've it. Would have been way, cool. Way to fucking show up. Yeah. Battling random <laughs> statues that come alive. Anyway, so I am a trained agent. I did take this guy down in about five seconds. Yeah, when he tried to race. So me. now we have Johnny Cage and Goro, right? Yes. Right. So my biggest first of all, here's the Goro, the two guys being fucking fanboys for Goro scene. My biggest problem with this scene is there's a lot of things but is that my my favorite line in the entire movie is in this fucking scene and it's the fact that when he when when johnny cage is comes into this you're on a fucking island it's fucking dusk versus nighttime two seconds ago you were dressed like a normal person why did you put fucking sunglasses on to go to a death fight. If only to a just death to fight. try because you thought in the bathroom while you were working yourself up to try to fight this guy, you thought the sunglasses would make you look cool. So what was the line of dialogue? Those were $500 sunglasses, asshole. So fun fact, that was ad lib. 
Nice. Matter of fact, the director had encouraged heavily ad-libbing most of the dialogue in this movie. That was one of them. The other one was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was, I should, um, glad I didn't ask him to park my car. That was that's, ad-lib. That's, yeah. the, that's the best joke in the whole movie. Yeah. And both, it's not a good Linda joke. Linda Ashby, baby. <laughs> Linda Ashby, did we ever see the movie Jade? Yes. <laughs> that's the only other thing I know him from. He was, he that's was. Like the only other thing <clears throat> anybody knows him from. Yeah. He and the Jade. In the, <laughs> what year was that movie? Ninety seven. Seven. That movie is so fucking old. It feels older than it is. Yes. Then it did. It, it ended a lot of careers. I that forgot movie. all about Jade. Lyndon Florentino. Yeah. Who as fuck? a sex symbol, who she bangs fuck? like eight guys. Who was the main character? David Caruso. Trey David Caruso. Caruso. Yeah. There we go. Fucking yeah. Jade, dude. Fucking Jade. Lyndon Ashby. He Lyndon. dies in Jade, doesn't he? That that film ended a lot of no, careers. No, who doesn't die in Jade? David Caruso. There you go. Um, he was also Morgan Earp in um, the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp Oh, movie. yeah, that fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, so that movie bummed the, me out. The, I never made the it The not good it. Tombstone. Yes. The shit Tombstone. The Tombstone's a really good movie. Oh, it's so good. We should absolutely do that. I thought we were already going to. But I, th- I the problem <laughs> is is that I'd have to come up with a new table to hide our massive erections. <laughs> because we w- this table will levitate. It will balance perfectly. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. I watched that movie like once a month. That's fucking impressive. I fucking Randomly <laughs> just Val Kilmer being fucking amazing shows up on my YouTube and I'm like, all right, and then it leads me down the rabbit hole of 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 fucking Johnny Ringo and everybody. I, oh, so good. I have a magnet on my refrigerator of Val Kilmer that just says, I'm your Huckleberry. Beautiful. <laughs> so we get to the fight. Yeah, the gets big to Goro. So now he yeah, he heals well, I saw your notes, he heals his way into all of this and he gets out of it. He gets so he heals in with sunglasses. Goro takes off the sunglasses and breaks them. He's Goro's the baby face by by K-Fave turns. Then Johnny Cage drops down and low blows him, confirming that he, Goro has two front tits, two back tits, and at least two, probably four balls. That at Johnny least. Cage smashed all of them. Uh, and then he fucking chickens himself out of there. He, th- he, he bails. He, he chicken shit heals it. He, he chicken shit heals it. Well, well, first off, he probably broke at least two knuckles punching Goro's dragon nuts. I mean, yes, he punched right? with some force. Oh, he did. And for to hurt him... Yeah. <laughs> well, we know girls packing. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, four arms are that big. Of course, then again, too, you know, probably you're that jacked. No matter what you got going down there, it's going to look small compared to how thick your thighs are. I, I would imagine under the little fucking flap of, of, like, whatever the fuck's going on, there's, like, little Goros hanging. We did miss the point when uh, Johnny Cage challenges Goro through Shang Tsung, and Shang Tsung says, I reserve the right to challenge the winner uh, or, or anyone oh, of my man. choosing that was to like, final combat and a location of my choosing. 100% proves that Johnny Cage is a fucking idiot. And he's like, Good. He like, I'll agree to words I don't understand. I don't know what you just said, but <laughs> let me fight the yes. forearm giant toddler. And the guy's like, okay, good. He, Cheng Song's like, you're great. you're saying yes to this? He he took a okay. risk. He took a he took a going down risk. there to nut punch core because like we're we're all assuming the anatomy is about the same for the a half prince, half dragon. Down. That there's a fucking you know speed bag of, of testicles or for Goro mouth. to oh just go God. ahead and hit. Oh no, yeah, he just like, punches Goro right in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> just and it's just stuck. And then all of a sudden you realize that Goro's into this, and this movie changes. <laughs> and now it's a Mortal Kombat two <laughs> annihilation. <laughs> oh, yes. But anyway, it ends up. This is my biggest problem with this, uh, and I know this is some people's favorite sequence in the movie. No, it's not. 
It's got to be somebody out there's favorite scene in the movie. I don't care. Regardless. Argentina, we're looking at you. He hits you in the nuts. <laughs> he fucking bails up to a cliff that for some reason is just, there's no bottom to the world at the bottom of this cliff. No, it makes no sense. No. No. Gets Where's up the beach? <laughs> beats Goro in a fist fight, which nobody else could do. Says his first line in the movie again, right? That this is mm-hmm. where you fall down. And then he fucking, and then he fucking, he shit cans. Johnny Cage goes up against the big bad Ivan Draco with four arms. He toddler. beat the fucking reigning champion, the fucking by the way, champion. without taking a bump. He didn't hit him once. It's the only flawless victory by a Earth warrior, and nobody drops that fucking line. He doesn't take a bump. He wins it as a heel. He Goldbergs Goro, <laughs> beats the reigning champion, and doesn't, and and then no one says the fucking line. Spear, jackhammer, pin, one, two, three. That's yep. it. Go home. Show up Which we will be covering at some point. Yep, yep. The streak will be a thing. Uh, yeah, the 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 abyss that Skeletor fell into made more sense than the abyss that Goro <laughs> fell into, yeah. as we you know refer you back to the archive. Yes. So, but yeah, it, it was a. I mean, I, again, I remember one of the things when I watched episode three, and we had the Obi Wan scene against General Grievous. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. those who ever watched the, you know, Clone Wars, uh, ter- uh, I, I can't say his name, uh, the the five minute Clone Wars that oh, were the cartoon, G- the gender, Tartofsky. yeah, Tartofsky yeah. ones, um, Grievous was built up to be the most badass thing we've ever seen in our lives, yeah. and then you know we get to this scene with Obi Wan, and within three seconds, Grievous has two lost hands, right? And they're like, well, why did you do that? And he's like, well, how do you choreograph for four hands so we just eliminated two hands to make it easier for ourselves how do you go ahead against a million dollar animatronic and have an intricately put together fight scene unless you're gonna fucking swedish chef goro (laughs) with with hands at that point you're you're not gonna have much there so you know they i think they just you're problem solving at that point just like all right we're just gonna we're gonna end this as logically as we can right yeah well, they got their way out of it, but as soon as Johnny Cage wins without bumping, uh, Sonya screams and immediately triggers that trope again. And Shang Tsung reserves yeah. his right to challenge her. Uh, he chooses Sonya, and now his kink for rape sequence number uh, implication number eight starts to come in here, and he's going to take her back to Outworld, right. and the gate closes behind it. And frankly, at that point, it's like, what, game over, right? At, at this point, you lost, right? Yeah, yeah. He's Even though be- Johnny Cage did beat the reigning champion, what? Yeah. Huh? Well, they do yeah. say in the movie that Shang Tsung can choose to fight if he wants as a former champion. It's just sort of he like reserves a, that right. I mean, what's the fucking point of having a fucking former uh, reigning champion if it doesn't matter if he loses? I, I mean, he, he assuming that Earth's fighters don't deserve to fight Shang Tsung, then then you never have to get your hands dirty. It's it's the it's the B villain. It's right. the Dave Batista before you fight the real villain. No, it's just you know, fucking, it's trope. It's lame. So then Liu Kang guesses that she has to accept the challenge. Um, and so then they, they decide to jump to Outworld, but Raiden, they're like, are you going to come with us? He's like, no. I have reached, no dominion. I've reached the limit of my power. You haven't done fucking shit the entire movie. What do you, what, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you go or not. Like At this point, you're right. A nine-volt battery with your fucking picture on it would be more useful yes. than you, having you in the Outworld. But they go to Outworld. Which leads us to one of the best fucking fight scenes in the whole film. It's which, the second best fight scene in the entire movie. 
In my opinion, it's the best fight scene. The only reason why is because it's like a match. Uh, it's like a wrestling match. You, This is the match that has all the flippy shit in it and all the technical great. But the the main event is the one that, though, technically has no, no not all the technical matches in it. Uh, it tells the story. Mm. Which is why I say the Shang Tsung Liu Kang fight scene is now, the best scene in the movie. Much like yourself, Mac, I am a huge and have been a huge reptile fan for, since Mortal Kombat 1. Yep, back when he was like a the, cheat code, back the, when the he was secret, like a mystery, the secret character at the bottom of the pit. You would look up, you know, uh, uh, articles and magazines to hear, like, to find out the coat, like the, the way to get access to reptile fighting the reptile yep. at the bottom of the pit. Absolutely, right. <clears throat> so, for me to watch this take place. I remember just being so excited because I didn't expect that at all. Well, and, and the thing that you got to keep in mind, too, is that because of the scene, we're in Outworld, everything's dark. If you're not quite paying attention, and depending on your movie theater, you may not even have heard, as Reptile got thrown into the statue and it starts to morph. Reptile. Fucking. I, I But, like, the first time that I saw it, and I did see this movie at least twice in theaters at the the, the, the original South Hills Village Carmike Cinema before they renovated it. The basement one. Yep. And I think I was in the basement the basement theater and seeing this. The first time I saw it, I didn't quite hear the mm. reptile. Okay. And and of course because it's so dark, you don't see the green on the ninja. So I'm like, what the fuck is is going on here, right? Mm. And then like I remember going to see it the second time and I finally heard better yeah. with the audio reptile it's so oh my it makes God. no sense but it doesn't matter no because it's it. fucking amazing i did and make the note that reptile is the only character that the music announces their name because that's fighting. how badass yeah. he is well because I mean, that's from people the people didn't know who he was and, <laughs> and and then and then the music fucking slaps that music during was, that scene soundtrack in this movie is is exceptional but like the well, the thing I really enjoy about that fight, outside of the fact that it's Reptile's one of my favorite characters, and it's cool to see him fucking in the in the movie doing his thing. Yeah. Reptile is not a human. Right. Now no. we're gonna totally fucking forgive the fact that none of that shit made any sense. The reptile dude goes in the fucking statue, the statue sentient wraps him in, pulls him in, he becomes the statue becomes a fucking person. Whatever. Yep. But what was so fucking cool about it, and it's still watching it. Decades later is still fucking cool. Is as he's fighting him, you could hear him grunting and yelling and underneath snorting. That mask. Yeah, it was so fucking vis like because there was not a person under there. No, it was a fucking lizard. It was a creature, well, an animal, and a statue body. And it was just, yeah, and, exactly. And there is that thing when Luke Kang gets him down on the ground for the first time. He's face first yeah, in and the he dust, pulls a fucking and he dust snorts. Up. Yep. The dust that and, and the dust just kind of goes. It just really lends to the animalistic nature of the character. Grunting under that mask and just like trying to fucking get Luke Kang. Yeah. And unfortunately, the fight was I thought it was just nice and violent. It was it was hard hitting. It was quick, but it was good. It was also the fight that Robin Shu choreographed himself. Yeah, as we mentioned in the, in the previous. That episode. was the that was that was not a an intended fight that they added right. because they needed. And they didn't have access to their choreographers at that point. So Wait, it was good the bicycle kick, which is yeah. nice. That was a good finish. Mm, that, oh was a, yeah. that was a good finish. Well, um and in the whole fa- the only problem with that fight scene is the is the bicycle kick, which is Lu King Lu Kang Cannon, which is cool. But uh Reptile takes like an eight back flip bump from it. And so he protects his head as he's flipping out. Well yeah. I, every time I see it I, I notice that. As as also because we're in Outworld. This is the first time that we start to see the supernatural moves of the character. Ah, you don't, good point. You don't get, you know, Sonya mm-hmm. has the uppercut and she has the the scissors, 
handstand move. Johnny Cage doesn't rip anybody's heart out or anything. It's no. it's. You oh, know, he does do the shadow kick. He does the shadow kick, but but we play the shadow kick off because Scorpion's teleporting. So, um, but you know you get the you get the split nut punch. Obviously, the supernatural characters are able to do their supernatural things, but it's the first time the Earth <sighs> characters are able I'm, to actually start to do that. Point. I never with the with the, with the hellscape that Johnny fights Scorpion in, and here I never point out the only time that the that the gimmicks are hit by the Earth characters are when they're not on Earth. That's a really yep. good point. Yeah, good, really good point. Uh, I also want to point out just because we're wrestling guys that Luke Kane does hit a sweet Hurricanrana. On mm-hmm. reptile in this fight, and I love any because you get that in every movie. Even fucking Shrek has a suplex, a, ver- a delayed vertical suplex in Shrek, right? And a drop kick. So I always mark out for a full on wrestling move in a fucking movie. Uh, so he hits the Hurricane Rana though. So sweet. I just want to say though that um, I I didn't, uh, and I'll ask this at the end. I never really played as reptile too much in the games, but I still to this day remember the button combination to get him to pull the mask down and spit the venom. At the guy, the the down forward swing uh, to to the towards stick and punch. I remember only one singular move off the top of my head instantly from Mortal Kombat, and it's Mortal Kombat One, Liu Kang's finisher, when you hit the hold start and do the the D pad in a clockwise rotation. You would do like the bicycle up kick uppercut finisher. Uh huh. I can't remember what it it was an upper it was an uppercut. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. I, and maybe holding start and tapping A to do the fire, scorpion fire finish finishing move. That's cool. Maybe. Maybe that one. Towards, towards, and and kick was the shadow kick. Regular move for Johnny Cage. But, yeah. but So, Reptile, beaten. Beaten, defeated. And now... Sad days. Sad days for me when he died. And now we go to the tower where for some fucking reason... By the way, before this fight starts with Reptile, we're at Mortal Kombat... 40. We're at 40 times so far at this movie. We've said Mortal Kombat in Mortal Kombat. It's getting absurd now. So uh, so Katana shows up uh, and speaks in more riddles. Right. Because at this point, you're literally standing next to them. I mean, it's it's kind of her foreplay if you think about it. I, I think maybe. This is... This is... De- Let me ask this question. Is Katana developmentally disabled? Because she's speaking like like almost like that's the only way she communicates. She's ten. I'm gonna go and say no. No, she's pretty fucking she, not. She, she's just trying to be extra. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's ten thousand years old. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have a few lapses in memory. <laughs> and that's after, a good point. After year four thousand, I think she know? has Alzheimer's right there. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Or whatever comes after that. No one knows. Nunzimers. No. <laughs> There's a pun that we'll never ever say again. So we got Sonya Blade dressed up in easily the most damsel in the distress. Basically coming out of like seen. an 80s hair metal. She's all in Tarzan. Like, what's up with her hair is beyond me. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. So we, I, I have cut to the shot where Sonya has sex hair. There you go. Uh, which makes all of what Shang Tsung has implied in the movie. This sequence is now a lot darker. I'm never going to be able to watch this movie again without watching the rapey undertones of Shang Tsung mm-hmm. throughout this entire Full film. Uh, this is what his plan, but also, but she, her bangs are feathered now, <laughs> so it was good for Shang Tsung to abduct her, but then also take her to Onto World's finest salon. Man, to get they did her hair up. They definitely did her they hair. They did. Up. Uh, he knows how to show a lady a good time. That's right. Which also sounds terrible, knowing what we probably think he also tried to do as well. She's in Tarzan clothes. He starts trying to goad her into accepting his fight. She's not buying it. Right, uh, mostly because 
honestly, he just took her to a nice thing. She's got her nails done. Why is she gonna? Why is she gonna? Yeah. Why is she gonna do it? Right? Like, right. like let's just string him along. Right? She may or she, may not have may or may not have had makeup on. Yeah. Right. For, exactly. Uh, so the baby faces reveal themselves, and then of course, Liu Kang misses zero opportunity to get those nipples out. Uh, the pants are lower. The pants are lower. Apparently, when you jump from Earth to Outworld, pants you, just drop. Your a pants little bit drop more. a little bit too. Yeah. Thing, they're a little baggier now, giving us. He looks just like as we wanted the original Liu Kang kind of a look, but then for and then he challenges Shang Tsung, and Shang and he, and he goes Shang Tsung into accepting. In which case, Johnny Cage because decides to be a misogynist again. He starts oogling, recently abducted. He really Sonya. does, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm a heel again." Can't. can't I know. Him. I know that you're almost raped, but can we have sex now? <laughs> just it, it, she it just does doesn't work. Just further proving that you can, you're trying to shoehorn this romance in there, but really he's a he's a heel, and everybody in this movie but Liu Kang is a predator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fucking true. It's true. Liu Kang's the only person that doesn't have to announce that himself. That scene in the where room. like you know he's like, oh, I'll fight you, Johnny Cage, and Liu Kang's like, no, and he's like, fight me, nipples, I'm shredded, <laughs> like you're just. Just, you just robes in front of him. You like, look at me in the nipples and tell me you don't. And Shang Sun's like, "Fuck! I guess I'm gonna have to." How does Shang Sun not look at his? He's fucking shredded. I mean, he's yeah. he's pretty fucking ripped. Yeah, um, Liu Kang fasted that day. Did his push-ups before the camera <laughs> rolled. He did he's doing the Scott Steiner armbands. Oh my god! Thing. Fucking like, like commercial fucking, break right before yeah. Nitro, like just yeah. doing the fucking armbands. He's just before he's about to go out and, and go to a non-finish with Jeff he's Jarrett. Really gotta he's get fucking his, his his veins got to get fucking big. He's got to look swole. What did you say, Davey? Like he's, his veins have muscles. And muscles have veins. Yes, exactly <laughs> correct. Um, oh my god! So, <laughs> um, that fight. <laughs> it's um easily to me the most underrated fight of the whole fucking film. It is actually pretty fucking good. It is really good. It, everything means something because it, there's no there's no showy martial arts. In Shang Tsung again. Every scene he's in, man, he just steals that fucking scene. Can we acknowledge how unnaturally long Shang Tsung's arms are in oh, that yeah. fight? Oh, he, if, oh you gotta tell me that Carrie. What's his last name? Tagawa. Tagawa. If you tell me that Carrie Tagawa wasn't a boxer. Because look how long his arms were, and then I'm, and then you're missing something. Because mm-hmm. that's that's a gift right there. Like yeah. it's it's like it's like Mister Fantastic swinging his arms around trying to fight Liu Kang in, in, in that scene. And he is he's fit too. Mm-hmm. I, I think he just you know he's he's the heel, so he doesn't have to be. There's enough shirtless heels in this movie flexing, and they all die about five seconds later. So why why is this guy gonna do it? But 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 it's talk- just his, I want to really want to hammer in his facials. Like it, he really he sells he sells it. Yeah, it's a, it's actually actually pretty fucking impressive. He's a guy who took that role fucking seriously. Yeah, this goes back to what we said in part one, where if this movie was all the other bullshit was stripped and this was just a Shang Tsung versus Liu Kang movie with these two given a chance to fuck their shit, it would have been way better than it was. Mm. Uh, and in part because you can't have a good baby face without a, a great heel, and that's uh, that's Shang Tsung. So they do the thing where Shang Tsung tries to flat out fight him legitimately, doing that. My favorite, Jesse, his lip. my favorite Jesse Ventura line: "Always cheap. Try to win it first, or legitimately. And if you can't, then cheat as much as you want, but try it first. And that's that's what Shang Tsung tries. When to do. if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat and never get caught. Yes, there there was a very there was a very video game feel to me about that final fight scene because it had stages. 
to it. It did, yeah. You know, and 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 it really kind of built when you had, well, you have to fight all these other yeah. he- people that I've defeated over the years. Yes. And then you're gonna have to fight your brother. Which he, he like handily defeats them. Yeah. So many video games after this movie, when the technology would catch up, have used this trope where you you fight uh, this boss here and this boss here and boss A here, boss B here, boss C here, and then you try to get to the mega boss. And before you can fight, you got to fight smaller versions of A, B, mm-hmm. A through yeah. Z. Yeah, and that's what you do here. Yeah, and yeah. that 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 trope definitely felt felt that way. And uh, and then we go right into the brother. That's my biggest problem with this entire fucking see the the entire story between Shang Tsung and Liu Kang is that so we build up to the idea that Liu Kang is been had a hard on for fighting Shang Tsung who he knows has killed his brother since the first scene in the movie he's right. literally seen it so as soon as he sees Shang Tsung he's like I know what's going on I know what you do you're shapeshifter I know your shit whole movie I know your shit I'm looking for you he gets this opportunity they battle up the steps and he is no further from Shang Tsung than we are from each other at this moment in time Shang Tsung turns around and morphs into his brother loses about nine inches of height and then turns around and Luke King's like you my brother like you fucking fell for that Lou now I will pose a question to you because you bring up a very valid point but up until this point, does Liu Kang ever see that happen? He never sees Shang Tsung shapeshift ever. No, we but, do. But he's but he doesn't see that. Let me ask you a question. Listen, I saw Masters of the Universe. I know what happens when somebody gets tricked. Yes, by <laughs> shapeshifter. You right? are you are in kayfabe, the same distance, if not further than uh, that. You are in that distance to, to Mac here. Than fucking Shang Tsung and Liu Kang were to each other. If Mac turned around and morphed into somebody significantly shorter and smaller and way more, I was I was gonna say way more Asian, but they were both let Asian. Me, let me let me paint the picture for you. Uh-huh. So Noah is Liu Kang. Uh-huh. I'm Shang Tsung. Uh-huh. We're doing battle, uh-huh. and then I all of a sudden morph into Drew. <laughs> So right. as as a ravioli, a clear view. I, I will. I will. I, again, that point. But I will pose this to you. All right, Drew's dead. Yeah, your brother's dead. Surprise to you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you he, know. He said it twice. This is, how, this is a finely crafted way to return <laughs> to tell you. Keep going. So what? really, your, oh. your brother is dead. He's been murdered. Your little brother. Who you love and adore and would do anything for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, we're talking anything. Except go back to Tibet to fight a battle for him. Right. Why didn't you? So, he's dead. He's okay. been murdered by some guy who steals souls and you know that his soul is inside of him. You're in, Listen, man, you have seen full-armed freaks. People who can freeze the atmosphere around them. You've seen vagina hands. You've seen... Everything and then some. And then in the midst of the penultimate fight. God, vagina hands. In the midst of adrenaline rushing, you're just trying to save the fucking universe at this point. Think about that. You see your brother. For a split second, you're telling me you're not going to go, Drew, is that? You're going to tell me. You're you're full of shit because 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 you love your brother because you love your brother. And you would would be faked out so hard at first. All right. We got pause on everything. And you have fucking, in um, these two episodes, it. you have fucking called me full of shit. 
and a liar like eight times. I'm glad you're counting. Yeah, fuck I'm you. I'm just glad it's not me. Uh, no, no. Here's the thing. That's if, 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 no, I'm not even giving you the benefit of the doubt. If I'm looking at fucking Shang Tsung and Shang Tsung, <laughs> and Shang Tsung says, check this out. And then he dips behind a corner and immediately Drew pops out of that Drew shit. Pops out. And I'm like, oh, he's like, hey. Did you see where Shang Tsung just went? Anyway, <laughs> it's me. It's me, Drew. He, or he even oh, does man. like the fucking just, thumb thing that people just do. Like, fucking <laughs> fucking yeah. Shang Tsung tells him Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire. Right? Yeah, not that. That's not that. But literally, all he does is turn around and Shang Tsung then shrinks down to be Liu Kang's brother. And yeah. then he turns around and says, like, Hey, brother. Hey, and, and by the way, I also made a note. Uh, he's got the same fucking voice that Leonardo has when Raph wakes up in the tub. <laughs> hey, you're going to be okay. <laughs> Hi, Lou. He wants some food. Get him some, some, get food. Him some food. Yeah, so he's like, we can, it's going to be okay. I'm definitely not Shang Tsung, Lou. <laughs> and Lou's like, brother? He's like, Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> and he looks at the camera. I can't believe he's falling apart. It's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally me. <laughs> so they, they, they. Then he's. Then Lou like buys. He's like, you're not Shang. Shang never gave up. And he's like, no. Wait a minute. And then at that moment, here's the thing, though. And this is the other weakness of the heel. Lou doesn't totally back off of this. It could be my mother thing. And so Shang Tsung is like easily in stabbing or grabbing this. <laughs> Shang Tsung is like right here. And I think, again, this triggers this whole thing's about Shang Tsung's kink. He's like, oh man, I could kiss him as his own brother. That, so yes. fucking weird. And then he's like, you're not my brother. He's like, you fuck. <laughs> I was almost finished. <laughs> and for that, I'm going to take your soul. <laughs> oh, man. Your soul is mine. Your soul so is mine. We, we get, now, there was something I noticed when I was watching this fin, this fight, this final fight, uh, especially after, you know, he changes back to Lu, uh, Shang Tsung and starts beating Liu Kang's ass for a few yeah. moments. And are we getting the pits forming at this oh, point? Oh, literally. The fucking foil pit? Time. Just, the, the, just the, spikes, the spikes are just coming up from the ground while Lu is about to, like, like... I never caught it until now. Excuse me, that he cl it's clearly coming through crimpled. Yes. <laughs> aluminum foil. Not fresh aluminum foil. Like crimpled as shit. The, when you were running low and you had to save and you wanted to reheat that piece of chicken <laughs> and it was like fucking <laughs> mashed up, that's what they fucking... Ah. We were right at the end of the budget when that came, when that happened. When that happened. Someone's like, I got lunch. Let's throw this down. So there's like the point where like Lu uh, Shang Tsung's beating his ass and like Liu Kang's on the ground and he gets up. And like Shang Tsung's going for like you know the sort of like a killing blow, and Liu Kang just like fucking stops him. Yep. You know what that reminded me of? Neo. Oh, okay. Matrix. That moment where she's like you know get up and he gets up, and like the bullets. It's like the moment where Liu Kang realizes he's the fucking one. It is. It is. It is very. It is I am so the one. on the nose. That to is. Me. That is. That's better so than much. my analogy, which was the fact that Liu Kang hulks up. He does. He does. He hulks up. Just like Neo. And yeah. then, like, the you know, Agent Smith runs up, like, and Neo's like, no, 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 no. It was the same fight. Yeah. Like, Liu Kang was there for every move Shang made. And it's like going, hmm, how about that? Or, here's the, here's the thing. Liu Kang uh, had already lost that fight. 
and then when we cut to him, it's him hitting start to continue. <laughs> so he knows the fucking combo. Okay. But okay. he hulks up and he knocks uh, and, he, and, he, and he, then he uses the fireball and Pooter smacks uh, Shang Tsung into the spikes. Yeah. And phew, there it is. Yes. Liu Kang has finally won Mortal Kombat. Which leads to probably one of the best endings to any movie I've ever fucking seen in my life. I'm gonna fucking say it, man. That, dude, you get, you're telling just, me when you were a kid, when just Shao celebration. Khan fucking oh, yeah. busts through I the th- fucking temple. I thought you were gonna talk about the, the whole souls coming up thing, which was okay. Who gives a shit about that? No, but it was it was cool for '95, like the whole yeah, well of souls, yeah, yeah. and and you get the, the Again, idea. Good song that they kick in, they yeah. build up to yeah, that another good celebration, song, yeah. everything, another. Which to me now, I just in my mind when I play it back because I'm just tainted. I hear. Peace! Like that whole episode one. <laughs> Turn your volume down for that. <laughs> but yeah, so we 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 cut back to Earth at this point. Somehow they just a got back. Generic ending, like arm Somehow arm, they got you know. back. We don't know how they got like back. Like laughing, like <laughs> it's like, like a fucking. The world just did they, almost. They went end. through a three-day like fucking double mint commercial. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> they, we did it though. It's so many a, people. It took a three-day spiritual cruise to get to fucking Outworld, and then just all of a sudden we're just right back. I on just Earth. assumed that they took you know a portal back that was really close. Yeah, I guess. And Raiden's there like, hey, I knew you guys would, would have it. No, you Never fucking didn't. Never doubted you for a he's second. A fuck, he's full of shit. He doubted, doubted the entire damn time. That's all you did was doubt me. Are you the there god? was not a single word of support. He was, he was doubting the first ten minutes. Raiden is the god of lightning and lies. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like... Wait, wait. Before we do, Souls, well enough out of Shang Tsung's I mean, body. I would have fucking bad. loved just this was Johnny Cage and Sonya sitting there looking at it. You just see the body of art <laughs> floating by with figures that Johnny Cage. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Fuck you. Couldn't, Could, couldn't have yelled, hit him in the nuts to me. I couldn't have done that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But that, no, I, just, I think it was really cool. Like, and it's, I know, like, Shao Kahn looks silly now, like, the special but, effects. But the, 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 the effect was still... Well done. Do you know but you get Frank Welker doing it too? Yeah, the greatest fucking voice in all of of the of, technically you know. highest grossing actor of all time is Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's been he's been in so many projects and so many small voices that the films he's in he's the highest grossing actor. That's of pretty all time. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got like I love it because it's like we only hear about the emperor. We only yeah. ever hear about the emperor, and it was a really smart to end the movie that way because they could have ended it with just. Happy ending, we're good. But they were like, no, let's fucking singular fucking vision. Somebody went, the, the writer went, this is going to end on a fucking cliffhanger. Shao Kahn. Well, let's get, fucking end. And he looked badass, all things considered. They gave us what Star Wars didn't. You know, in, in A New Hope, you hear about the Emperor, you don't see anything, mm-hmm. right? We have the, the, the super happy ending. Everybody gets a fucking medal, but Chewie. Right, poor Chewie. Yeah, Fucking poor Chewie. They give him his movie in the in the sequel. There's metal in the sequels, but it's it's too it's too little. Too it's, late. it's a little yeah. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know we get you know I I think amongst our our group of friends when it comes to movie endings, uh, we we have this long running trope that we always. But we don't know how to end something. We always say a meteor is going to come and fucking hit the yeah, planet, yeah. and this movie's <laughs> going to end. And you know we we've never really quite done that, but it's always been kind of the idea. Um, but in this case, the meteor fucking hits the planet, 
You know, the the, the sky turns black. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Fucking Shang, you know, Shao Kahn just pops right through. And he's pissed. You weak, pathetic fools. I've come for your soul. And yo, the best fucking line of the entire movie. I don't think so. And they all fucking go to their fight pose and music it's, kicks but, yeah. in. Yeah, it's, it, it's you, good. Uh, no, it isn't. It is so. It is not good Tell at me all. how it's not. You it's like, fucking terrible. I can't wait terrible? to see. I can't wait to see Noah tell you that you're wrong again. This no, is this is going to be good. Yeah. The ending of this movie is good. It the idea of using Shao Kahn to tease it, yeah, is great on paper. The way they did it fucking sucks. And let me tell you why. And let me just be real with you. First of all, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> let me say it to you. Believe, you I'm sit waiting. there on your throat of bullshit fucking lies. <laughs> fucking lies. Yeah, okay. Let's hear this shit. Drinking a whole big fucking tub of horse ass. Okay. okay. All, right. all right. I'm with you on this. I guess. Because here, on paper, you're like, okay, so the heroes are celebrating, everything's all right, we're getting everyone being cool. For some reason, Katana, daughter of the Lord of Underworld, says, Earth's for me. Everyone goes back. Shao Kahn shows up. Raiden hits the same line he said twice in the movie. The best book, book ends it, and then we have our pose, and we leave on the sequel. That, on theory, in paper, in theory, perfect, fine, great way. The whole fucking scene is 37 seconds long. Yes. 37 seconds. Do you know how much of it is the Shao Kahn shows up in the scene and then the, the fucking pose? About four seconds. But six seconds. Hey, six better than I thought. Seconds. So your cliffhanger is, it's like, hey, I never doubted you for a second. You knew this was happening all the time? Bullshit. Fools, your soul is mine. He's like, I don't think so. Pose. It's like, that's that's it. Like, you couldn't I mean, have fucking. Yeah. That's, all that that's money, what I just said. It was that, good. No. Just get a little bit more, a little bit more. It was fucking well, bullshit. Well, fuck. I mean, yeah, I think even an extra five minutes has been amazing. Sure. The, the, but for what look, they did, it was good. The falling action of that movie was literally two minutes, if that. There there really was, like, very little third act at that point oh, wow. uh, or beyond that. So, you know, I mean, if you're going to sit there and, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to agree with Jones on this one. I have no problem with just, how else do you want to end it? I mean, they're super wow. happy, fu- like, we're just going to jump like a Spearmint Gun commercial <laughs> again, like, fuck a double mate. Yay. Wait, wait, and then, like, the St- Street Fighter movie ended and everybody go into their pose for no fucking reason. They just did their pose at the end of your version, no, too. no. For no fucking reason. At least the fighting stance was for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You they're going to fight a giant Fighter, sky right? guy with we, a fucking we, defensive we, position. We saw Street Fighter, correct? Yes, I love that movie. For being terrible. Uh, let me rephrase this. The movie's terrible. Uh, but your fucking Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. That movie's <laughs> awful. Dude, Freudian wait. slip. You fucking already said it, Noah. No, I got to be real. Now. I got to be real. I, uh, I, my wife's never going to listen to this part of the episode. Did she like that movie? No. Okay, good. Uh, but she knows how I feel about Kylie Minogue. She is in that movie. She is. A lot of Kylie Minogue is in that movie. And so I fucking own that movie on Laserdisc. Uh, because I didn't know when I was a young man what I liked, but I knew I liked Kylie Minogue. So I have a really weird question for you. How does Mario Brothers end? I'm trying to play. If it takes you that long to remember, it's not a good movie. Glove, 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 I had to play it there. I had to play it through my head. I don't know. I don't. I know. I don't know. Because you would have asked me five weeks ago how Mortal Kombat ended, I'd have fucking told you in a heartbeat. Because that movie left an impression. Can I pitch my ending in this movie to you? Does that involve anything with Shang Tsung and bondage? No. Good. Go ahead. And no more sucking of. Of people's souls out no of the more soul sucking. No more suck. So it's the normal ending of the movie. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Where we go, where uh, Shang Tsung gets knocked into the pit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Big well of souls. Mm-hmm. All souls goes away. Yeah. Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade and Katana are looking up at Liu Kang. Ooh. Just like the normal, regular movie. Okay. And he says, let's go home. This is how it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hang on that shot. Hanging. Hang on that shot. Hanging. <laughs> then you cut back to Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. They're like, How? I don't want to be the guy to tell you that, but it took Shang Tsung or Raiden to send these people to or from the outworld to Earth, right? Who the fuck Mm. has the magical powers? (laughs) Katana! She's from Outworld. We haven't established that at all in the movie, and Raiden has no power in the Outworld. I, so theoretically, I feel like Katana knows the Parkway exit there to get for Shaw. Sha, who, by the way, Shao Kahn, theoretically, is in that tower while they're fighting. You don't think he's sitting there, sitting on his toilet, taking a shit, when all of a sudden a big beam of souls, <laughs> 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 fucking a samurai and art start twisting their way up. It's like, what the hell? God damn it, Shang Tsung. Just Art's Where's like, he at? Oh, he's fucking dead. Art's just looking at him. Flush the toilet, dude. Yeah. Well, listen. Ooh, three ply. And you don't like the, the ending. That's fair. You, I think it was pretty fucking good for what it was. I, on paper, it's a great and, idea. And they an proceeded execution. to shit the bed really hard on the sequel from that moment. And we're going to talk about that in another episode. In another yeah, episode. At least they picked that right back up from there. And then, man, did they ever. Yeah, um, I mean, that's one of those few sequels where there is no time between just, the end of one movie and the start of the other one. Poor Johnny Cage, And we're just going to inexplicably explain why, like, all the actors look different except for Katana and Liu Kang. Poor Johnny Cage just fucking gets so, murderized. I, so there's a couple of uh, lasting thoughts. Um, yeah. I remember the fighting being better than it was, but I still didn't hate it for the little bit no, we had. None of it was terrible. Um, and I, I think the movie sucks. But... I liked watching it, which I, which I do means like it doesn't movies. suck that bad. Um, and it wasn't hard to get through. No, it's is, not. No, it's really it's it's an easy ninety minutes. So, so as I was doing my research on this, uh, one of the sites that I always like to go to is Metacritic, just to see what the you know the the what people the of the time, what the you know the critics thought of yeah. something. Um, it got a respectable sixty in terms okay. of its score. Um, which, you know, puts it, if anything, at the, you know, your lower end of superhero movies that we get today. You know, like a, a bad superhero movie is going to be like mid-50s, yeah, low 60s. So I think 60 is a very respectable score for that. I think I put the movie, I think, in a little bit higher regard than that just because of what it was able to accomplish as a, as a video game adaptation it held true to the premise, but also delivered, I think, as a movie. And the fight scenes, I thought, with the exception of the Sub Zero one, which was, you know, noticeably short. Yeah. I think, I think they they worked then. I think they hold up now. Mm. This is this is true. That's not a bad point. I don't think it's the best video game movie, but it is by far the best Mortal Kombat movie. Oh man, that goes uh, without saying. Yeah. So there it is. So I have a question to ask you before I do. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know the final count all the way through the credits? Of the amount of times Mortal Kombat was said in Mortal Kombat. I'd say less than 100, but it is. over 80. I'm going to say 69 times. That would be amazing. Nice. 57. Okay. So close. 57 times they say Mortal Kombat. Mortal and Mortal Kombat. Kombat, which is infinitely more times than they say Star Wars and Star <laughs> Wars. 
Nobody ever says the Empire Strikes Back and the Empire Strikes Back. You just wait. The Empire's going to strike. I can't even say it. What's, what's yeah. happening? I think it's the Empire. They're striking back. Look. The Jedi's returning. Is it the return of the Jedi? It there is. are There are. There, oh, my God. There are movies that say <laughs> the title in there. A lot of them do. And a lot of them do. GoldenEye says it a couple of times. Of course, the GoldenEye in them. It, in it's Golden kind of part of the movie. It's, it's a the story. thing. It's yeah. a weapon. So, yeah. So Did and, you see that Phantom Menace over there? No, I didn't see it. The Phantom Menace? Yeah. You know, well, wait a minute. Is Attack of the Clones? They don't even say it. No, they never say Attack of the Clones. But the clones don't really attack. They're kind of like they defend, really. defending. Oh, well, depending on your perspective. It's because evil is a matter of perspective, right? I it's, think the closest we get in any Star Wars movie point of view, really. Okay, let me just be honest with you. <laughs> so the second closest we get in any Star Wars movie is someone saying the title of the movie is "There Has Been an Awakening." There and you the go. Force Awakens. There you go. But no, they do say the name of a Star Wars movie in a Star Wars movie. Because somebody was dumb enough to name the Han Solo movie Solo. So they fucking say well, that. Here's Solo a few times. They, they, they yeah. do say it in Rogue One. They do say the that's call true. sign. So, so you know? all the Star Wars stories say it. That's, that's how you get that trope in. So let me ask, who is your uh, your favorite character in this movie and who's the most useless? Raiden's the most useless. Easy. I mean, uh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, he's more useless than Art. Art, art served a fucking purpose, that's yeah. right. His death uh, meant something. Favorite some... character? You know, when I was, you know, 14 or so years old, I'd have fucking told you probably, you know, Liu Kang, because this is Liu Kang, right? Yeah. But honestly, man, Shang Tsung fucking crushes this film. Easy. Easy. Johnny Cage when I was a kid, and and Shang Tsung Because you're not a racist, Noah. No. Yeah. You don't identify. No. I mean, uh, I identified it with the heel. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, no, no. Um, I would say that um, Sub-Zero is really the most pointless character. If you mm. pretty much oh. remove him from that movie, I don't think anything changes. No. Probably could say that about both the ninjas, really, yeah. for th- in that point. Um, I will go opposite of you guys. I will go with the protagonist. I will say Liu Kang. Uh, watching the movie again and and really paying attention to it, I I think he did a better job performing in that movie than he really had a need to. Mm. Yeah, agree. And um, you know, I I will give credit for him being you know really with Shang Tsung the driving force of moving that movie along. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Now, last question. Yeah. <clears throat> on the Mortal Kombat, two que- second last question. Uh, Last legitimate question. Who is your favorite character in any of the Mortal Kombat games? Uh, at least, let's go uh, Mortal Kombat 1, 2, or 3. Mm, okay, the, that be, helps a lot. Yes, before 4 and any of the Of course, shit gets off sequels, the rails, yeah. man. And the first three Mortal Kombats, who was your favorite character to play as? To play as? or Okay, to play as. That's a different play story. As. That's a different answer. Yeah. Liu Kang was my favorite to play as. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He was, uh, to me, he was like the easiest to use. Okay, yeah. With without hesitation, it was Cabal. Yes. I I could dominate with that character in ways that I could not with any Mortal Kombat character before or since. Nice. I I would play my brother in that game relentlessly, and I got to the point where I could get like a sixteen hit combo in Ultimate NK three on my brother nice. with Cabal, and just basically hit him with the speed, get a seven hit combo in uppercut, hit him again with the speed, do the same thing. And get my brother down to like seventy five percent, and if I hit that on him, there's a good chance the controller was getting thrown at me, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. or we're hitting reset because it didn't happen. So, how about you, Cyrax? 
Sectoran Cyrax. Yeah, so I um, it was one of those types of things where um, I didn't play MK3 when it was regular MK3. You play Ultimate? Ultimate, because I had it for the sake of Saturn. Mm. But I played regular MK3 for a little bit at an arcade. And while I was watching, this is back when you put the quarters on to let somebody know that you were, you were queued up. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watched somebody get their ass pummeled by Cyrax. Uh, and he just did the net thing, and then the whole thing. And I was like, "Who's that?" <laughs> yeah. And that was that was that, that was my character with Cyrax. So before we, I ask you my last question, which is not a legitimate question. Oh, let's see better. Uh, we we must also say we want to thank everyone for joining us. If you have just stumbled upon us uh, because of whatever reason you you were bold enough to click something that's called Mortal Kombat 1995 or God you came you. or you came to hear uh, Jacqueline Druga uh, talk about Robin Shu's nipples yeah. or you are Robin Shu owner of those nipples we appreciate you listening yeah, to us absolutely. here absolutely welcome thank uh, you man and next week we got something special man i am looking really forward to this next week we couldn't get out of november in 2021 right without talking about it what is it, Doc? Survivor Series in 1998. Mm-hmm. I, I listen. It's a really important year for professional for the WWF, uh, and and I think get, wrestling in general. Get the yes. f out. Yeah, you get the f out. Mm. Um, but I'm really excited because uh, that year was the year we got to see The Rock turn heel, big time heel. I mean, he turned babyface and heel. But I mean, past, like yeah. big time heel. But this is this is not just you, you lose it in perspective. This is not only the show where The Rock wins his first WWF championship, big, t- big deal. But this is less than six months before Austin wins his first WWF championship. And in between those two events, it's fucking Hell in a Cell in 98. A lot's happening in the wrestling world. So much is moving. And WWF is about to pull ahead in the ratings war and never, ever go back. Like, like, and I, to go back to The Rock, I mean, like, you figure Austin is the biggest star in the wrestling business, period. Yeah. I, I mean, Hogan, Rock aside, John Cena, Austin is the biggest star in wrestling history, realistically. Yeah. But, dude, Rock was white fucking hot. Yeah. When he turned heel, it was such a gut punch to, you know, fans, to myself even. Because I was like, man, I was really getting behind. Because I was behind The Rock back then as a heel because he was cool as shit. But for him to, like, just turn and join the corporation, it made him uncool. That was the best way to get him to really be hated. And at the same time, you made Mick Foley into a Mm -hmm. fucking full-fledged baby Mm -hmm. face. And he'd never be a believable heel again. No. No. Ever. How can can you? How could you? He's he's lovable. Do you get... Stone Cold Steve Austin and his legacy. I mean, obviously, we have that superstar rise of stardom that he has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have The Rock to balance Stone Cold, does Stone Cold achieve what you're saying, Jones, as just being the biggest of all time? I will tell you, everybody who knows me personally knows I'm a big fan of The Rock. Not my favorite wrestler of all time, but he's like top five for me easily. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, Steve Austin, look, that star was gonna rise, no matter what. It hit harder and sweeter, because another star happened to pay off at the same time. We've never really, really after that, have seen two stars be as big and as as over. No, never. On such a level. And I think, we'll talk about it. I can't wait to talk about it. I I (laughs) I can't wait to talk about it. We did not keep talking about it because we're gonna keep where to go both the rock and austin happen and i think the machine is designed to never have that happen again on purpose because you can't control two of them at the same time but 
Survivor Series 98. Yes, Huge. tune in. Survivor Series 98, so, so 98 everybody. We're going to actually be trying something technologically different with that episode, so stay yeah. tuned. It's going to sound different, but it's going to allow us to have a little bit more uh, cold in that fire. Yeah. And then right after that, while we're in November of 2021, we're going to talk about It's a very weird and special thing. Uh, going around the horn, we're going to end in video games again. And yeah. it is the 20th anniversary of Halo. Yes. Um, that's kind of a big fucking deal. Huge. Like The uh, game that made Xbox a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I I just telling you a week or two ago that I'm like, oh, man, I really, if we're going to cover this, like really cover it, I really got to start playing it. You could beat the original Halo in like two days. Yeah. yeah, I, got, yeah. I need time. I need to sit and actually do it. Yes. Yeah. I have other games I play. So Sounds. I got to like make time. Thankfully, I Game gotta, Pass is a thing, so I own Halo. Yes. Thank God. I just got to make sure I, I properly remember to chloroform the wife and the child so that I get a couple of uninterrupted <laughs> hours. We got a few weeks, so I, I, yeah. I need to like really start digging into Halo. Because I don't want to like, because I was like, oh, I can just watch a playthrough and like get my opinions, but like it's different. I have not played or beaten Halo, like original Halo, in God knows how many years. We should, we, we'll talk about this, but all three of us should attempt to play a different style of the game. Okay. Different difficulty, or one play the Master Chief Collection, one play the, just a report of Halo. I don't have an original Xbox anymore. I only have access to the Master Chief Collection at this point, so, so that's what I'm going to use. We'll, I still we'll, have mine. Beautiful. So yeah. you, you might have to play the original with a big loaf of bread with buttons on it. <laughs> let, <laughs> us yeah. know, let us know how it goes. But that is it. We got a lot of content. We've actually just posted on our Facebook, and I'll make sure it goes on the Instagram. It was actually about a week or two ago that it got posted. Uh, our entire schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah, we're, we're making moves, folks. Yes, December is going to be strange. We're going to do something. Um, it's a holiday season. And so we're going to be doing holiday-oriented episodes. Yeah. So uh, want, want me to run down where we're going? You can hit yeah, it. Just real quick, so everybody comes. So we're gonna, you know, end the uh, November with Halo. Uh, we're gonna move into uh, a Christmas story, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we're gonna go to Scrooged. Uh, that'll be like Christmas middle of December-ish. Uh, we're gonna go to Die Hard and answer. We're gonna have the debate. It's the week of Christmas, and we're gonna have that debate as we break down Die Hard the way we do now and answer once and for all definitively: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? There is yeah. no debate. It is. So, and then we will end the month of December with something a little different. It's a weird. It's episode. very weird. It's movie a, soundtracks. Our favorite movie soundtracks. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're we're gonna use moments where we don't have any. Where these rare types of moments for crossover moments. Mm -hmm. There's a few things that are coming up. That we uh, realized touch on two of our key topics at the same time. Yeah. And the first of this is film and movie soundtracks. Yeah. So that'll be fun. It's going to be a fun type of thing. Who knows? It's going to be like the one hit wonder. Who knows what way it's going to go? You know, I have, we have yet to talk about something that we are not wasted at for like under an hour and a half to two hours. So we'll see if movie soundtracks are that. But last question. Yeah. Jack, I'm going to lead off with you. Okay. Very simply put, through all of the horrors of Mortal Kombat and pleasures, one of the most unknown pleasures would be, would you fuck Goro's back tits? Um, absolutely, without question. Um, to be able to tell people that Goro back titty fucked me is something that I think I would, you know, I don't think you lose at a party with that. No. It's like, oh... You had that experience? Well, do you remember that 900-year-old half-dragon, half-prince with back tits? Yeah, I titty-fucked him in Happens his back. Happens to be the prince of Shokan, so that's a big right. deal. Yeah. I mean, how many princes have you back titty-fucked? That's a good point. Exactly, right? <laughs> Doc? 
It's a hell of a question. How many friends have you had? You you if you ever interview so, a prospective employee at your job, like so, uh, what oh, makes man. you qualified to be part of the team? Also, how many princes have you back titty fucked? And would you that, care to elaborate? The sentence doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <It doesn't. laughs> to answer your question, it's a, no. It's a, it's 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 a way no, better. I wouldn't. It's a way better question than the 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 typical. So tell me something that happened to you that was a negative and you turned it into a positive. Yes. And I think I, <laughs> give me an instance where a customer needed to be satisfied by being back titty fucked. Yeah, I, I really I really feel like I'll get a lot more out of knowing this person and should they be on my Talk team by the answer to that question. Should be googled <laughs> on oh incognito mode. It's so fucking. <laughs> just go to DuckDuckGo and oh just God. see what happens. Like I said, there's no chance that's going to happen at the end of this episode. Also, we've established that Flawless Victory is the name of an Outworld eatery. Yes. yes. Uh, and playing there next week will be Succulent Peru going on their Outworld tour. Um, currently, currently trending in Peru. I hope so. God, I, God, I wish. And if it's not, it I, needs ho- to be. I hope our first episode in this, when I started singing in Peru, that that, that really kind of takes off. Not because I want to be successful, but because I want each and every man and woman or whatever gender they associate in Peru know that if they ask me to, I will happily spread them cheeks. And. Sing right in there, right? Mm. Whistle, sing, whatever you want. Well, listen, yeah. it was a lot of fun. So much fun. It took us way longer than I anticipated to really get through this movie. We just this keep one ninety-minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hundred ten-minute movie. It took us like three fucking hours to get to it, but here we uh. are, folks. And gents, can I just say? I've really been enjoying this process, and Mac, I'm so glad that you're back. Yes, and thank you, you guys. And I hope that you continue to show up and hang out and, and have fun with us here because uh, you definitely add to what we're doing here. Hey, guys, I, I appreciate being here, and uh, I, I don't appreciate Noah and his family not letting me leave the basement. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you could just throw down some Hot Pockets, I think I could probably make this work. I, I do have an unnecessary amount of Hot Pockets. They are my 2 a.m. food. There you go. So uh, let me just ask you a question. Uh I love the protein steak and cheese, the steak and cheddar ones. Are you a fan? Um, I if if it's the only food you're going to give me, then yes. <laughs> He's oh, fan well, of anything that at this instance, point. And and just give me a bucket. Maybe it's full of you know Kano's just unnecessary body sweat. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever's going on there. Ask and 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 just a rag that was at the bottom of of Shang Tsung's you know cuck basket. Eventually, just let, me, let me dry myself off and just bathe a little bit, please. I would honestly insist that you glisten. When you leave, though, I need my neighbors to know what kind of what kind of house. Look, we're the here. smell at this point, the neighbors know what kind of house is going on with me living mm-hmm. here for four weeks mm-hmm. and not getting out. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And speaking of not getting out, we're we're eventually getting out of this podcast yeah. right now. So listen, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at, at nothing good pod. That is at nothing good pod. Um, and you know, whatever you listen to us with, you know, Apple, uh, Prime, uh, Spotify, leave us a positive rating if you can. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. Uh, we're doing something fun here. We, you know, we want as many people to enjoy what we're mm-hmm. doing the way we do. Uh, join the family. Join the, the the circle of friendship here. I guess you can Absolutely. say. Absolutely. We'll circle of friendship actually. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah you like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but seriously, uh, you know, thank you guys uh for listening and stay safe. Be good to each other out there. Uh, and uh, join us on another episode. Nothing good. Nothing good.